set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're going to be discussing Set It Off from 1996, directed by F. Gary Gray. Um, We decided to do something a little different um, than we're used to for this month's theme by picking heist movies. Um, This was kind of like my idea. Um, We kind of mentioned how we go about picking movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have like a Google Doc where we kind of like throw out a whole bunch of ideas. Um, Sometimes they marinate for a few months and we go back and look at them and say, oh, I forgot we had this written down or I forgot we added this. And then we see what we have. And this is kind of how we came up with the films for March. Yeah, and and there was a, um, I do not remember which theater did it, but there was a theater in New York that actually did this pairing as like a double feature. So... Shout out to you, theater. I'm so sorry. I know we're supposed to give people credit, but like, I will say that was like October of 2017. <laughs> Whatever. Whenever I saw this last, I don't remember when I saw this. So I will figure out who did it and I will make sure I give them credit. Hey guys. So that theater ended up being BAM Brooklyn, B-A-M. Uh, me and Brittany definitely do not live anywhere near Brooklyn, so we've never actually been to this theater. But shout out to them for the inspiration. First, let me ask you, like, have you seen this movie before? Set it off? Yes. I do not remember when. It was a long time ago. I don't remember when I saw this movie. Um, It's probably back in my heavy, heavy mega video days. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, And I do not remember... A good chunk of this movie, actually, because I thought it was only one heist. There's like seventeen. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, and so I um, had seen it. I had I was just like fuzzy on the details for a lot of it, but I, I you know, I, I definitely have seen this movie before. I actually have seen both these movies before, which usually never happens. <laughs> usually, I'm like the girl who's like, oh shit, I haven't seen nothing, but. I, (laughs) I, this is kind of a unique pairing for me because I have only seen Set It Off. Mm -hmm. Um, So like for March, we decided to watch Set It Off and Dog Day Afternoon. Um, I, for whatever reason, I was feeling a little spicy and wanted to watch heist movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember watching Set It Off a couple of times when I was younger, I feel like this is one of the movies that I would see whenever I was at like my cousin's house, getting my hair braided. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were definitely parts that I missed. Yeah. Like I did not remember that Stoney had a brother. Um, I the like the major thing growing up like that I remembered outside of like the robberies was that this was like the first major thing with Queen Latifah mm-hmm. playing a lesbian and how that was like a big deal which yeah. 
I was like, I, I guess that's a big deal. I guess at the time, because nobody, I don't know if there was speculation. Was there speculation? I feel like movie? the speculation was born out of this movie. Okay. But th- I'm not entirely positive about um, that. Our resident um, Queen Latifah Stan Davlin should tell us. <laughs> she we- this episode. <laughs> She, I know she knows. <laughs> we have to confirm with her and yeah. see what she says. Yeah, because I don't actually, I don't know. I don't think I was like until, oh man, like maybe 10 or so years ago before I realized that people were like, oh yeah, is Queen Latifah lesbian or not or whatever. Because this is not somebody I'd just be like, oh yeah, let me Google if Queen Latifah is gay. <laughs> just It's not something I do in, in, in general. I'm not like, you know, I want to know if this person is gay or not. But like, uh, that became, I think, because I think she went to like a pride parade, right? Where she was like yelling at people. Did she? Yeah. I remember oh. that. That was like, that's pretty recent though. She was like, I'm so glad to be here amongst my people. And oh, sweet. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, I don't know. What else? But I mean, it hasn't stopped her bag at all. So that's good because... That's excellent. Some people I mean, be, people be uh, not having the same, I guess, ability to be themselves and stuff, which is, you know, ridiculous. But um, but yeah, that I, I do remember Queen Latifah. I do remember Jada Pinkett. I do not remember Vivica A. Fox or Kimberly Elise being in this movie at all. <laughs> I do not remember them being in this at all. <laughs> I I remember Kimberly at least being in it, mostly because every well, I, you now, know what I'm gonna I'm not gonna even go there. Hold on, um, let me let me uh, breaking news. Now they say that she didn't like she said she denied it. Girl, I don't know. Queen Latifah. She said, she's like, that wasn't the case. I've never dealt with the question of my personal life in public. It's just not going to happen. Well, okay. That was in 2012, by the way. So, I don't know, girl. I don't know. You know, it don't matter. (laughs) It really does not matter to me, at least. Clearly, TV, you do what you want to do, girl. You just continue being a great actress, and we love you. You do the things. Um, But, yeah, I, I, this was, like, Kimberly Elise's first movie. And you know what? It feels like it's her first movie. It feels like it's her first movie. (laughs) It does feel like it's her first movie. And I got to get this off my chest. Oh, no. If y'all, okay. We're like a year into um, Black Girl Film Club at this point. Y'all should know that we're raggedy. Like, oh, Brittany, what are you about to do? Ashley and I are raggedy. More (laughs) so me than her. Um, I have my moments. But how come Kimberly Elise's wigs and braids always look like my favorite YouTubers? Whether it be her first film, such as Set It Off, or her 50th film. Like, why? Just what why? What is the matter with you? <laughs> why? Like, why does she always have the Loretta Divine special on? And I... You can't even say that, can you? Are you legally allowed to say that? Legally. By the bond It's illegal. Are you legally It's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. But you know what? I'm a rebel and I don't mind breaking the law. <laughs> we have to discuss this matter. 
Like, I understand Baby Girl was broke at this time. And I felt like, you know what, for her first role, fine. You know, maybe it's a BYO, uh, H, bring your own hair to the set. That's fine. Because <laughs> Vivica sure did with that five wig. Like, Vivica wig, I love it. I would buy it from the Auntie Viv collection. Um, Jada's braids. I love it. That was uh, definitely, I had these at home. I got them done before I went to go film Scream 2. Great. Oh, yeah. You know, Queens, she didn't have to do shit. She, she just had to get her hair cornrowed. She did. Um, But baby girl. Let me look at these wig now because I don't remember anything about it. What you have braids? They were braids. They they were braids and they were not good braids. Good braids. I'm, but you know what, Ashley? You're probably going to have to edit all this out. You know what? I don't know if <laughs> but, I will. <laughs> but you know deep, what? They lend have, to the story. They lend to the story. To the, sto- the source. You know, you're going to get, you know, behind the characterizations and stuff. And this is part of our research. Maybe this tells the braids. The braids tell TT's story of oh being God. a single mother struggling in the projects, trying to raise her son and working for Luther's janitorial service See, with I her never, four friend, her three other friends. I don't even remember her braids, honestly. I just Ooh, I, she had, I she, looked at them and I was like, they look like my favorite YouTubers. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> you should put out a contest for somebody to guess who you're talking about. But no, no, I don't want to. No, no, I don't want to be called broke. Cause oh. I, oh no, because I am broke and I know it. Oh no, you don't have to call Wait, me so broke. This is a wig. If that's a wig, then yikes. Because you I know, mean the whole thing about Brandy. Everybody was saying Brandy had a wig. Them braids that she had forever were a wig. And I was like, wait, I don't think that Kimberly's heart. That ain't no wig, actually. That's that. Okay. That's just struggling. That's just like, this is my first movie role. I'm about to do it as TT, the single mother. So, <laughs> Ashley, please. Okay. Okay. What is this film actually about? As I be a messy bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Oh my god! Um, as you talking about wig discourse uh, and hair technology. Um, <laughs> so this movie is about four women who are each going through something. They're all falling on hard times in some way. Um, who decided the best possible way to solve these problems is with money? Which, I mean, yeah, it's usually the case in in these capitalist society. Um. So they decide to rob a bank because there is Frankie, who is played by Vivica A. Fox, who gets fired from her job after her bank is robbed and she, um, it's found out that she knows the guy who did it. They, they, um, I guess her boss assumes that it's some sort of collusion (laughs) and then, um, I think Stoney, which is played by Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, is trying to get her little brother into UCLA and she finds out that his scholarship um, didn't come through. Uh, you got Cleo, who was played by Queen Latifah, 
who really isn't really in, I mean, she's not really trying to do anything other than like upgrade her car. <laughs> That's really her whole the whole her whole thing. She's fine being in the hood. She doesn't really see herself being anywhere else. And then you have uh I think her name is Tishon. Yep, TT. Yes, we're just gonna call her TT. TT uh, is a single mother. She um cannot even afford to pay her babysitter because I think the way it happens is that they um their boss Luther starts taking like taxes or he's he's supposed to be paying her under the table so she can get the full amount, but he is she's actually getting like taxable income. So she can't afford to pay her babysitter and then a whole bunch of other stuff happens and her baby is taken a, taken away um, because they believe that he's being neglected, which really is just that she can't afford childcare, which is fucked up. So they all are having their own issues in some way and they're trying to, um, I mean, working like an honest job or honest living really isn't solving their um solving their problems fast enough which i mean true 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 <laughs> true 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 there we need a, a living wage bro like for real for, I know, what year was this this was 96 oh my god because i remember my mom told me way before well not way before she used to work at wendy's and she said she made oh man like two dollars an hour working at wendy's and I think that was like either right before I was born or like right after, like, oh, like in the early nineties, either late eighties, early nineties. I was like, "What the tip dollars?" And you don't get tipped at Wendy's. Like, it's not like you working at like a restaurant job where you can get they pay you trash, but then you are lucky to get tips if you do get tipped at all. Um, uh, yeah, like I don't even know what the living wage was in '96, but. Since people are still fighting to be able to work <laughs> the jobs they would like to work or can work and be able to provide for themselves and pay their rent and stuff, like, I can assume it wasn't enough for sure. Especially but, if Luther oh, sounds like a cheap-ass motherfucker. <laughs> he does seem... First, he seems gross. And secondly, he seems like he probably roots them off. I bet. He probably like, um, took their money out. Like, yeah, you were late to work, so I'm going to dock you like X amount of dollars. So not only do you lose money for whatever he feels like docking you for, he's going to tax you on, like, he's going to do the legal stuff on top of all the other illegal stuff that he does, too. Right. Like He seems just, like one of those employers. Just trash. Um, <laughs> just trash. So, like, in my notes, I wrote, the movie starts out on one. So, the movie opens up with a wow moment. I know. I don't remember this part at all. I do oh, not remember this. Me neither. Oh, my God. It like, opens <laughs> <laughs> with a bank robbery. So, Frankie is working at a bank downtown, and one of her homeboys from... Because Frankie still lives in the projects um where she grew up living and um that's where uh tt lives and it's also where stony lives still in the area and i think cleo lives not too far away from there yeah she lives in like a auto shop 
or something like yeah, an old like a, firehouse it's like, a, it's like a garage it looks like a, cool like as a, shit honestly like an auto garage <laughs> but i don't know like what the circumstances behind that is because like she doesn't fix cars she just fixes her car right so i don't know how or why or what's going on <laughs> over there but it, it was interesting like i would i would like i would live where cleo lives like that just seems like a cool place um but frankie it like recognizes the guy robbing the bank and she tells him do not do this you don't want to do this don't do it but he does it anyway and she's terrified because she realizes that even though he knows her he'll shoot her like he'll give a fuck um and she doesn't follow the proper procedures for handling a robbery which honestly when i was watching this scene i don't know what i would do in this kind of emergency situation um like to bring in a little bit of my personal life i work at a mall um and i just realized that it is a year since we had like a shooting scare um and it is a very terrifying situation and you never know what you're gonna do in those situations until you're in it um like the situation boiled down to someone had a gun it was two separate incidents someone had a gun and it went off inside the mall and Everybody panicked, which rightfully show so because mass shootings happen way too often all around the world, and we need to do something about that. Um, and I can't imagine like I was freaked out in the situation that happened at my job. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what Frankie felt like um, being in such a high stakes high pressure situation at a bank right and then to have such violent things literally happen in front of her because the robbery does not go well i know i was like damn he's not to he's like threatening this lady and then it went from threatening to straight up like bam right in the side of the head and i was like good grief (laughs) i was not prepared for this i wasn't i really wasn't expecting that either like i for whatever reason i thought it was more i know the movie was rated r Mm -hmm. but i wasn't expecting like okay so this is something that i liked about the movie the movie was a guy movie like it it had the kind of violence that you see in guy centric movies right um of the same nature like you see this in guy heist movies or like mafia movies but the difference was this was starring women and i felt like that was novel and they didn't try to soften it up a little bit and they also didn't try to make it 
too hard. Like, because one thing I notice about movies starring black women or movies about black women, especially about black women from the hood, is like they go through all kinds of shit mm-hmm. and they're just hard and tough and incapable of being soft and capable of loving others and capable of being loved. And with each of the characters, you kind of saw both sides of them. And it was like a really unique experience. And I felt like F. Gary Gray did a really good job of directing the film. And I felt like all of the actors brought something to the characters even even um Kimberly Elise even Kimberly Elise I mean TT got on my nerves but oh gosh (laughs) she brought something um but with Frankie and this robbery like bruh a lot of shit just went down it went left really quick and um only one of the robbers got away and it was the guy that played Ebony's brother and Players Club and I was like, damn, he always in some bullshit. Like, every movie he's in is always some bullshit going on with him. I, I wonder mean, if he, like, is always, like, typecast to be, like, in some shit like that. See, I didn't recognize him at all. So, I didn't recognize any of the of the robbers initially. I th- Well, I think it's that same dude. Honestly, it might be because I feel like a lot of these people who were in these movies kind of crossed over because like F. Gary Gray um, directed Friday. So I feel like, and he did a lot of like music videos. That was what he did, I think, before he directed this movie or before he directed Friday, he directed like music videos. So I feel like he would know people like in the LA area. And then there's also the thing of just black people are always in other black people's movies. <laughs> like, all the time. <laughs> That's just how it is. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I just didn't recognize any of them. So much was happening. So much was happening. Because <laughs> I felt like, didn't somebody else get shot, too, at the in the same, like, a security guard or something? I think a couple people got shot. Because, like, got popped. <laughs> the robber got shot. A white lady got shot. I think a security guard got shot. Mm-hmm. Maybe another teller got shot. A couple people got got hurt. Yeah. Um, and then the police came. And one of the police um, officers is played by John C. McGinley. Um, from, oh, I know him from Scrubs. I was about to say, do from Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, um, from Scrubs. <laughs> and what I thought was really fucked up, and I understand the this like having to question Frankie because she's an eyewitness she saw the whole thing but they there was no way that they would have been treating a white woman who just went through she literally just saw someone get murdered in front of her her life was on the line and they are they were treating her like a criminal yeah they were and E, they this is my opinion they they probably wouldn't have questioned a white teller with the same intensity as they questioned her no you probably found out later but like and probably somebody snitched on her too 
They would have mm-hmm. been like, she said she knew him. <laughs> and so that's probably why they asked her so many damn questions. Um, because <laughs> I don't see the same thing happening. Like, even in, like, real life. <laughs> like, I don't feel like people would just be like, did you know the teller? Did you, did you? Like, people would never ask white people. They know other white people. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't. I'm always like, dude, don't ask me if I know other black people because I'm, I guarantee you I probably don't. <laughs> and that's just not because of anything, like, specific. It's just, like, I just don't know, be known people like that. And, like, not every black person knows every black person. Yeah. But, you know, to convince them is a little difficult <laughs> because sometimes they're just like, well, most times they're just like, oh, yeah, don't you know this person? Like, yo. So they did her wrong, though, because they didn't even, like, they didn't come for her at all. They pretty much just sat her down and was like, hey, girl, we know you just got, like, blood all over you and shit because he shot that white lady, like, right in front of her. So, yeah. So, like, she had blood all on her face. They ain't do nothing about it. Um, and they just like they're like, Oh yeah, so did you know her? Did you um or did you know him? And like, oh you did, so we believe that y'all um like what's Plan what, this. Yeah, like what's us what's stopping us from um from believing that y'all didn't like plan this together because she didn't do the right procedure. Or something, because that comes up in both these movies, which I was like, damn, have they not changed that? Because I think, what, Dog Day Afternoon from, like, 1977? So was this, like... I think so, 20? or 75? Oh, let me let me make sure, because you know I like my dates right. <laughs> um, 1975, you're right. So, 22 years? Shit didn't change? <laughs> 21, 22 years? Shit didn't change at all? Like... Y'all still do the thing with, like, because they had, like, the the money. Like, you were supposed to reach for one part. One side of the till has, like, money that's, like, rigged to, like, an alarm or something. Because they also mentioned that in Dark Day Afternoon. That, um, because he was like, don't give me the money that's triggered to the alarm. Give me the money on this side. And she didn't do that because she was hesitating because, it, you know, there's a gun in her face. So, like, they get mad because they're like, don't you know the procedure? Don't you, like, you know, what are you supposed to do? And of course, they make her feel like she's an idiot. And she's like, I've been doing this for a while. Like, I know everything. And he's like, well, basically, she gets fired because she didn't do the procedure right and she knew the suspect, which is bullshit. Yeah. And she's like, I can't stop who I know. <laughs> like, she can't. Like, I don't know. I didn't know you was trying to come and shoot up the place. And they, like, the like the owner of the bank, like, gets in her face about it. And is all like, well, it's collusion. It's collusion. You knew him. You knew him. It's collusion. And she was like, what you mean? And she was like, if I really wanted to to rob you i could have like i physically counted like two hundred thousand dollars of your money by hand last night because you trusted me with it so if i wanted to rob you i I would have but i didn't like you just gave me a promotion why would i do this and it for me i was like damn that's so upsetting like i was so upset for her watching this happen um and there is like a black police officer who's a woman who is just like she's really quiet when this is happening um and she's working with uh detective scrubs and on the task force uh, and- <laughs> this is the lady who's there like the whole time 
Mm-hmm. Okay. His little partner. Okay, yeah. Um, and the president or the, the owner, the president of the bank lets Frankie go. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, she cusses ass out. And I was like, you know what? He deserves it. Cause he did. You just been through, like, you could have got murdered at work today. And he deserves to get cussed out, honestly. And they probably um, just replaced her with somebody else. Exactly. Because like, capitalism. Capitalism is evil, y'all. Yeah, we've real. been talking about this, like, outside of the show and stuff. But, like, people really just to be, like, replacing workers. Just, like, they're, you know. Machines. Right. Like, if you just, they're just like, oh. Because there was that one with the lady who died at work and or died trying to get to work. She either died at work or died trying to get to work. And they just sat up there and replaced her like the next day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, fuck out of here with that. <laughs> like, so that's so bullshit though. Cause the late, cause uh, Frankie's like, man, I've been up here. I come up here every day. I get here like eight twenty. I counted out like $200,000 the other day by hand because you wanted it and I didn't rob you then and this is bullshit because she's like I never done anything to even like for somebody to even suspect that I would rob them or or like set like the set the company up or whatever and she's pissed I'd be pissed too yeah I mean honestly this is that that's not even how you rob companies like at that level, you probably would just, like, embezzle money. Right. She could have just been, you know, taking stuff and... Uh, Switching accounts and shit. I, right. I don't know. <laughs> I assume I don't that's know how you there. embezzle. I don't, know, I don't know how money laundering really works. I just know that, you know... You jazz up accounts. You doop doop dop jazz them accounts. I mean, hello, and- Wells Fargo. <laughs> like, I mean, shit. <laughs> Y'all sit up there opening the accounts and people's names that didn't belong to them and shit and, and having them. What was that? They were having them like it was opening like loans and shit or whatever or shit for like car loans and stuff, either mortgages or car something. But I was like, mm-hmm. the lady wasn't trying to rob y'all. <laughs> I was like, what's that supposed to even make? She up in the front. She knows y'all know her. Mm-hmm. I was like, y'all think she's stupid. But whatever. So <laughs> that's like the opening of the movie, which is a lot to see. It is. And um, so she also uh, gets in the the, um, the black police officer's face about yeah. it. Like you saw like the black police officers drinking water. She's like, you didn't even offer me a glass of water to drink, sister. And she <laughs> left. And I was like, damn, you, you sure didn't offer her no water. Ain't that about a bitch. <laughs> I was with Frankie at that moment. They didn't even um, like, wash her face off or anything. I was like, she's still got blood on her. She, she's going to need to talk to somebody about that. Like This is when you got sue. But she ain't got no money to sue. Is this when we go to meet, like, the rest of the crew? Yeah, there's, like, a house party. It's really supposed to be, like, a graduation party, but then it's also looking like a Halloween party because it's a costume party. I thought it was a cute idea, though. It is a cute idea because she... But for some reason, she said it It was supposed to be for Stoney's younger brother, which for some reason I thought that was her son at first, and I was like, girl, what? <laughs> and then and I was like, how old is she supposed to be? 
Aren't they supposed to be like 24, 25? They got to be in their mid-20s. I wouldn't suspect them to be any older than that. Except for Vivica's wig makes her look like she's in her 30s, but I won't say anything else. (laughs) Don't do that to Viv like that, please. So, uh, you say you want a wig like that? Is that what you said? Yes. I, Ashley. I would. Vivica A5 collection? I would do every episode of this podcast wearing that wig. Under a like Killmonger, uh, Kente aunt hat. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Just and that's it. Not that, there like that. And that is in direct reference to something we were looking at earlier this week. <laughs> Because somebody brought a whole spirit of Afropunk. I just want y'all to stop <laughs> doing shit like that. Because that shit is... Like, first of all, why can you bring a spirit into Afropunk? Like, that is a... a oh, weapon. That's public... a weapon, bitch. That's a weapon. <laughs> it don't matter if it's plastic or not, bitch. That's like... It's got a tip on it. Like, what are you... Why are you letting people in there like that? And then, like... I was like, did he bring that from home? But, um, yeah. No. Please don't... Please don't wear that wig. I know she got it for sale, but please don't wear that wig. I will buy it, and I will have it on. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so this um, this party is pretty cute. I was trying to figure out who the fuck Queen Latifah was supposed to be. Was she supposed uh, to be Snoop Dogg? I assume she was supposed to be, like, a Black Panther. No, she was not. You saw I mean, that hair. It, you saw that hair, though. Yeah, but at the same time, it was like a lazy costume, and it was supposed to be the seventies. She looked so, like Snoop Dogg to me, but you know, she before did. Snoop Dogg used to pr- like press his hair, like when he had just like the the blown out hair, because she also had on two shirts. Because then he always wear have like a like a like a white shirt under whatever blue shirt he probably wearing. I feel like that was you, him. Yeah, what? she she was dressed like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. I feel like I mean, unless it was somebody else, I don't know. But like, I was like, who the fuck is she supposed to be? And um. So yeah, we find out that it's Jada's, not Jada, but you know, you know what I mean. Jada slash Stoney's younger brother. Stevie. Stevie. He's supposed to go to UCLA on scholarship. <laughs> and then it turns out that he did not get the scholarship at all. And so Stevie, or sorry, um, Stoney is like, man, I've been trying to get you, like, why didn't you tell me and all this? And he's kind of like, man, I don't really want to go. He really doesn't seem like he wants to he, go to college. He pulled an Olivia Jade. But nobody bit. paid for him to get in. But people did things for him to he, go to school. They did. They did. They did. Yikes. Well, he was talking about staying home and getting a job and stuff. She's like, no, you're not going to stay home. We're going to get you out of here. Because this is still in the, like, the generation of like go to college, get a good job, and your life will be set. I mean, yeah, for Stevie. Yeah. I mean, at least he wouldn't be, like, in the hood with everybody else. He'd probably be at school, not um, next to the gang violence. Although, I don't really know where UCLA is. I don't really know a whole lot. Um, I'm just learning a lot about uh, California universities and institutions this week. (laughs) So, (laughs) I I can't really tell you (laughs) if going to UCLA would have been a good thing for him or not. But at least to get away from the neighborhood, I think, is is Stoney's real mission. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we see them later. Um, they work for this guy named Luther, um, Stoney and Cleo. They work as, like, 
I guess like they're janitors, but they work like in like corporate offices. So basically, like if you ever work in an office building, the people who come like at six to come clean the office, uh, that's what they do. And he's lecturing them about not recycling because he's like, these white people recycle (laughs) and you over here just throwing stuff in the dumpster. (laughs) And Cleo gets buck with him and he, what the, he was like, who are you? Are you a mighty morphin fucking Power Ranger? (laughs) I was like, what? I was like, what is wrong with her? (laughs) But Luther is definitely like a cheap ass boss. Like, you don't want anyone to pay them extra. You can just tell. Um, and... There, you kind of just see their lives because I think it's them, and then you see, did you see Tashan in this season too, or no? Um, I forget if you see her in this scene. Not, I don't think you do yet because she doesn't work for Luther quite yet. Okay, but she does come later on somehow. Yeah, because she loses her job or something. And she needs money to take care of her son. And they say, why don't you? Oh, wait, no. She does work for Luther. And she comes in complaining about that, her babysitter. Right. Because she she, comes in playing about the check, the money. Yeah. Because she can't afford to pay her babysitter. Because like we said before, Luther or the government is taking out so many taxes now that she can't um, spare any change for a babysitter, which is sad because I don't think babysitters really cost that much. Uh, Back then, now they do. Somebody's talking about their babysitter was charging them $80 for a night, and I was like... Child care is fucking expensive. Child care at any level is expensive. Like, just, like, from daycare. Oh, my God, if I had a kid and I had to put that kid in daycare, I'd be fucking livid. And honestly, guys, I'm not a parent. I am a mother to a wiener dog, my poor (laughs) sweet little angel baby, Buttercup. But for real parents, y'all pay that money to make sure your kids go to good daycares and stuff just for their safety and your peace of mind. That's so hard to do. That's so hard to do. Like those shits are not expensive, or them shits are not inexpensive at all. And also, the people who work there are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> just be for your peace of mind and your kids' safety. Vet your daycares. Make sure you send your kids somewhere where they're safe. They are getting in the education that they need and deserve. Yeah, I know that's <laughs> hard because who shit is real out here? Because not everybody has like a grandma or somebody that can take care of them. That's that's uh. That's not uh, available for everybody. So, ooh, if you can. Ooh. But, um, so, they are all meeting, I guess, like, they're outside of the projects or something that, that one of them lives at. Maybe, for, maybe Frankie? Um, I think. I think so. Right. And they're all, <laughs> Cleo's getting her car clown because she got an ugly fucked up car. Like, an old car. Um. And then Cleo basically just bust out like, yo, we need to steal. <laughs> that was that first thing. Yo, we got to steal something. And Frankie is still mad. And she's kind of like, you can see over time, a lot of her motivation for being involved with this plot is because she wants revenge. Because at mm-hmm. first she's like, man, just fuck the bank. Let's just blow it up. And, Which, um, okay. 
I mean, I was like, okay, we going from felony to felony. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's extreme. That's but... <laughs> extreme. But, you know, cause, I mean, at least if you, if you steal the money, there's a good chance you won't have to hurt nobody in the process. But blowing up the bank is just like straight up like terrorism, bro. Everybody can die. <laughs> I guess. Um, and this is also the scene where we see Cleo's um, girlfriend, Ursula. Ursula. Who is rude. She don't talk to nobody. And they don't talk to Ursula. Like, I think one of they, the closers is like, hey, Ursula. She's kind of like. The only over. one that like everybody else kind of looks at her like, ugh. <laughs> um, but Stoney does try to make conversation with her. Like yeah. Stoney like, seems the coolest with it. Everybody else respect it, but don't say much about it. Yeah, but they never like. There's no scenes of like oppression or anything. Like it's just kind of pretty as mostly normal. I think like nobody ever kind of gives her shit for it or anything like that. Like gives Cleo shit for it. I don't think, at least. I feel like... Not outwardly. No, nah, I'm pretty sure it's probably been, like, conversations about, like, I love you, but I don't love your lifestyle. Oh, oh my God. These people are so... Oh, my God. These people are so... And they think they're so tolerant when they say that shit. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I love the... I love the... The sinner, not the sin. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Trash. <laughs> But they're, like, all, I mean, they're all friends, and they've been friends for, like, forever. So, I feel like it's, like, it's, like, well-established. Like, yeah. it's not, you know, a big deal. But they don't really treat it as, like, a, um, like, the movie doesn't treat it as, like, a groundbreaking thing. No, it's just her life. Yeah, it's just her life, and, you know, this is who she's with. You know, Miss um, Ursula, don't talk to nobody. <laughs> and, um, and then this scene, I don't remember the scene at all where this dude named Nate do you remember it this part? Was is that where um the director makes a cameo? No, no, no. Okay, yeah. The the director does make a cameo. He's the one who says, like, oh, your car is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like, if any of y'all have seen Friday, he's the dude who is also in um like the little convenience store. He's the one who's like mopping up and um uh, is like my neck, my back <laughs> my neck and my back <laughs> And he's like, It ain't even what over here. So that's him. That's the same dude. He got the hat on and um and like he's got like a mustache. I didn't know he directed one of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, the highest gross in Fast and Furious movie. And I feel like it's the last one. And I feel that, like what's it called? That that's the one that um the one before Paul or the Last one with Paul in it, I think. Was Does, it? I think hold on, it. hold on, because this is my this is my listen. The Fast and Furious franchise is the greatest franchise of all time. Um, you're one of those people. Actually? I am one of those people. <laughs> now I won't talk to you about it because I don't really, you know, I don't really talk to people about that <laughs> shit. I just like enjoy them. I mean, it's just fast cars and and bullshit and people dying and I mean that's not cool, but like. Heist. I mean, it's just a bunch of drop movies? a car out of a plane and the car had a parachute. Yeah. Was that in this movie? Oh, this isn't the one. Okay, this is the this is yeah the last one. You're right. This is the one from 2017. I feel like this is is this so? Does he get to direct like the Hobbs and the the one with the the bolt with Bay in it? 
or no? Uh, with uh, The Rock and uh, Vin Diesel? I don't think so. I don't know who's doing that one, but he's doing, if we look at his filmography, he's actually doing Men in Black International, um, which is something oh. that I don't really too much care about, but... I mean, get paid, With and then her and um, he also mm-hmm. did Straight Outta Compton, which I kind of not forgot about. He's done a lot of movies that I know of, I just have not seen, um, because I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really care about like Be Cool or the Italian Job. Be cool. I was obsessed with it for reasons. If you look at who's in it, you'll oh, find God, out man. why. <laughs> is it John Travolta? <laughs> it is. Anyway, look, look who else is in. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I was looking. I was like, it can't be Danny DeVito, bitch. <laughs> oh, that's my twin. Me and Danny DeVito look alike. <laughs> oh, he was on HQ the other day. He was hosting, and he, of course, he had to be up on the camera because you know he's like four feet tall. <laughs> And Scott is like, I don't know, he's probably like six feet tall. And so there's a clear height difference. I feel like there's a box probably place for him to stand on. But it was sweet. Because <laughs> he's in that new Dumbo movie, which oh, you know, yeah. I don't have it in me to see that movie. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, F. Gary Gray is doing a lot. He's also, I mean, pretty much a lot of old. Um... Oh, he did Waterfalls. Yeah. I didn't know that. And Miss Jackson. Mm-hmm. So, what were you saying? Yeah, he's in the movie, and then there, there's the scene with Nate that I didn't remember at all. Um, You mean Dr. Dre? That name? No, no, no. You don't remember the scene where she has to go sleep with the guy? Oh! Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's his name. His name was... Uh, his name was Nate. <laughs> yes, I remember. So, yeah. So... That is a scene that I do not remember happening at all. Um, <laughs> that freaked me out a little bit. No, no lie. I wasn't. I did not remember that as well. Because honestly, okay. So Stony's brother told her that his scholarship fell through to UCLA, so he's not able to go. So mm-hmm. she's trying to figure out how can she get the money to get him into school because he needs to go to school because she doesn't want him falling into the life. She wants him to get out of the neighborhood and go to college. Um, So it's a guy from the neighborhood named Nate who sells used cars. He owns a used car lot. And he, I guess in the past has offered Stoney a job and she goes to talk to him and see like, is that job still open um, but it's not necessarily about the job in itself. It's more so like a proposition. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, he, the proposition is still available because he's a gross old man. Um, and she gets in the car with him first to, and he says something and she's like, no, I'm not about to do this. But then she thinks about her brother. Like she gets out of the car. She thinks about like, she wants this for her brother. So she does ends up uh, sleeping with this man for the scholarship money for her brother. Right. And I did not know. (laughs) I did not remember any of that. I did that either, and I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" 
I, and I had like a, I was like, bro, that's like fucking Mr. Gaines with scholarship money. Oh, he. Was. I, I was like, no, no, not Mr. Gaines, not Mr. Gaines, not Mr. Gaines, Brittany. <laughs> no, it's it's like fucking Mr. Gaines with scholarship money. Oh, can you? No, I was about to say, can you imagine? And I was like, my answer is no. I don't want to imagine. Can That's, you imagine, Ashley? No, because what the hell? <laughs> I'd be so disgusted. Oh fuck no, no 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 no. But this whole scene was kind of like super gross because it's all like, ugh, 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 ugh. like ugh. But also, I wrote down that he looked like Ben Carson. And that makes it worse. <laughs> he get, he had those gifted hands, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Just disgusting. Ugh, ugh, gross. But he um, I forgot how much she wanted. I can't remember. I don't even know if that's even like important. It's probably if it's mid ninety scholarship money. It's probably about like two thousand dollars, and that covered like four years of school. Maybe. I hope it covered at least some books or something, because that man was ugly. Shit. But you see, like, the desperation, too. I mean, like, if you gotta do that. She she, she really wanted her brother to go to school because her parents uh, died. They passed away in a car accident, and she was his guardian. Right. So she was basically, like, she had to make sure, because nobody else was gonna make sure that he got to where he needed to be and he definitely didn't seem like he gave a shit so like she was the only person that could do anything for him like basically um but after that i think um is that when she goes home no there's like a bit more like she um we see like frankie i didn't talk about this scene we see frankie got hired with the service even though she's like you could tell she's like god damn it Cleo, Cleo in her moment with these people's pictures, and I thought of you because she was like, white people, <laughs> white people have ugly babies. I was like, watch Brittany put that in a tweet and get like 15K retweets or something. <laughs> if you don't know, Brittany is one day going to be on Jimmy Kimmel. I'm going to be reading her tweets any day now don't put that evil on me please i put that evil on you like three times already it's don't happen what was the other tweet that you had don't oh about jake gyllenhaal oh yeah this don't evil is it. coming <laughs> talking about jake gyllenhaal used to be a dog who wished who <laughs> wished to be a real boy he <laughs> does look like a basset hound turn boy it's fine it that's don't get mad don't get mad. I'm not mad because ain't nobody <laughs> mentioning my name on <laughs> on Jimmy Kimmel Live or whatever the hell. We good over here. <laughs> but Cleo was right. That baby was ugly. It did look like it didn't finish baking, and that's just what it. That's just what it is, and it's okay. Sometimes babies are ugly. I mean, and it's it. You know what? If you're a parent and you look down and your baby is ugly, it's fine. That's your yep. baby. Don't you grow into it. it. You brought really that soft. into this world. You They're love really it. Soft. So love your ugly baby. They'll it's like fine. mold into shape <laughs> eventually. Damn. Oh my god, no! He <laughs> 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 just said they'll mold into a shape eventually. <laughs> they will. Babies are I so mean, like they're yeah. viable. Yeah, but what do you do if your ugly baby 
hasn't molded into a shape by the time they're 40. And my 40? Jesus, who would... Never mind. I know exactly who the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, like, what What do you do? What do you do when your ugly parent, baby is an ugly 40? I, as a parent, I mean, I mean, your baby is a 40-year-old person who ain't sort of baked yet, then I don't know what you can do. That's not being your problem real early. <laughs> so I just got just got to deal with it, I guess. Listen, if you got them out the house, I don't think you got to worry about anything else, do you? I, I, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, that's how I was in my family. Get them out the house. <laughs> that was the goal. <laughs> so, parents love your ugly babies. <laughs> There's a PSA from Brittany from y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so I think over time we kind of see that they are all sort of starting to come around to robbing the bank um, because they're smoking weed on like a roof of somebody's house or some building and Frankie's like yeah can you imagine what it'd be like to uh, make like $15 an hour or something because I guess there's like this chemical plant where people were getting paid a lot of money before it shut down and so Frankie is now in. So that's two against two. Um, and Stoney gets the money from Nate, but her brother didn't even want to get. To, first of all, I don't think he wanted to go to school. He didn't mm-hmm. get a scholarship. And he didn't get a scholarship because he didn't get in. Is what I assume. He didn't get in. I took it that he didn't get in because he didn't fucking apply. That's what you know. What you might be right too. So he, the whole thing was for nothing, like the graduation party, everything. He graduated, but he, but he, but he, he wasn't had going. A party. He wouldn't have had a party if he wasn't going to UCLA. <laughs> I know that much. Um, I'm sure she would have been like, "I'm so glad you're at the house," but like, where are you gonna go? Yes. Um. So, honestly, if I was Stony. I would have beat his ass. Like, I would have lost my mind. Yeah, because she was like, what did I do? I beat you don't even know what I did for you to get this money. And now that you're not even going to go because you didn't even, like, apply or something. Because I think originally he tried to be like, oh, well, I'm a January graduate. So, uh, so maybe that's why they're, like, not giving me my scholarship. So he's playing around, which I've never seen. Do kids graduate high school in January? Not anymore. From what I've heard, that used to be a thing, but they stopped that. It just seems weird. I mean, I know if you get your credits, you can get the hell out, but like, because a girl I knew in my school actually graduated like a whole year early because she was not playing around. (laughs) I used to see her around like 10th grade walking around the building. I remember she got an argument with our English teacher because the English teacher was going to fail her for something. And she was like, no, 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 no. There's a plan in place. I'm out of here next year. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, girl, get it straightened together. <laughs> Cause I feel that. <laughs> she was not playing around her. Because basically, I mean, it's just like somebody coming up to you like your junior year and being like, well, fuck all those uh, college applications. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the same thing. It's just a year earlier. But, um, but I don't know. Is Stevie, this is the question I had. Is Stevie doing not doing drugs is he gangbanging or is he dealing drugs i think he just is hanging around with drug dealers like 
not active in the life, but like, yeah, you know your your boy, like that's my boy, but I'm gonna go hang out with him for a little bit, but I don't know what he like. I know what he does, but I'm not in it with it. Right. That's what I got. Okay, because I wasn't really sure because like in the next scene, um, he goes over to this guy's like apartment. I guess like his friend's house. It's him and it's the girl from BAPS. I cannot remember her name. What's her name? Um, Natalie, um, Desel or something like that. No. I know it's Natalie. No, Boo Yao. Let me let's give her what she deserves. And she was on Eve. How you do it? Eve, she was. How you do it? Okay, you're right. Natalie, Natalie Desel. I'm assuming that's how you say it. I don't know. How you but do it? She had the most slick down. <laughs> the most slick down bang i have ever seen in my life (laughs) that whole situation was you know what you could just tell that pump it up was involved and jam or let's jam (laughs) for the youths before there was edge control there was let's jam i know and that shit used to work Mm -hmm. on my hair for a while and it stopped but Mm. you know the struggles of, of wild edges (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but that shit was slicked the fuck down she doesn't really have a big role in the movie and i think like in this scene at least too because as soon as i saw her she was gone i was like damn but um i think like later on right okay yeah later on stevie is like leaving the apartment and they like the swat team i believe like has like the whole like complex surrounded and the unfortunate thing is, like, two things. Number one, he's black. <laughs> a black male. And number two, he's got this, he's got letters shaved into his, into his haircut. This is when people still do mm-hmm. shit like this. I don't remember what the significance is. Like, they never really. The went. robbers, like, they were. Um, the, the robbers the have tech- the same thing. Yes. The tech but scrubs. But look- I don't remember what it was. It was like, like AP or some shit. Right, but they never said like the meaning. They were like gang because black. Oh. <laughs> gang. I thought it's because they never like said like, oh, does this mean anything or whatever? And they kind of were like, oh, it's like asshole something. Um, I don't know. I just thought They're it was like joking. gang gang. Oh. We'll see because I mean like for us being, you know, actual black people, we're like, oh, he just got something shaved in his head. Maybe. I don't know. But you mean, you're right. You could have been gang stuff. But it hasn't been like, I don't know, like a neighborhood thing. Yeah, that's that's what I took from it. Right. That's what Um, I thought. Because Stevie had it. And Stevie didn't, they didn't code Stevie as being in the gang. Because I feel like if Stevie was in the gang, he probably would have had on, like, plaid. I know that. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Because, like, when you watch movies from that era, gang members are coded with plaid you know what i'm saying right yeah especially like i feel like that's like an la thing mm-hmm. and he had on like a fucking beige coat <laughs> yeah he did kind of like look very s- studious i guess like like i'm about to go to college but i lied to my sister so no i'm not yeah i'm like well, what are you about to do but he um he was given like a champagne bottle before mm-hmm. that too so he's walking they're like oh um 
like get on your knees, get on your knees or whatever. And he, I don't know what he did with the bottle, but of course. Because he was, a, he was getting down, but the bottle was made from glass. So he was mm-hmm. trying to take it out, out of, of his, his jacket so it doesn't break. break. And, and they were like, it's a gun. And then what happens is exactly what you think is happening, <laughs> which is they like, they shoot him so much. I'm like, what is, is not one bullet enough? No. It's like emptying the clip from like 15 different people from like all sides. I'm like, bruh, he's only one person. And then the cop is like, oh, Detective Scrubs, as we were calling him. Detective Scrubs is like, no, no, no. And I was like, am I supposed to feel bad for Detective Scrubs? Because I don't. I was like, y'all need better vision. <laughs> like, y'all need night vision goggles or something. Conflict resolution on hand or what? And it, like, movies made 1996, props, film, like, 95, this shit still happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. Although mm-hmm. they don't really lie about it in this one, which is good, because I think other people will be like, oh, I thought it was a... A gun. gun. It was like a cell phone or whatever. Like, y'all got to get together. Like, at least he didn't try to cover it up. But nothing really happens. Like. They just get bad press from it. Yeah, they get bad press, but, like, nothing's really done. So, um, there's no, like, sort of, like, lawsuit or protest or anything. It's kind of just like, oh, well, I'm sorry that happened. It had happened. And, eh. and I think he, like, feels bad. But I'm also like, bruh, get your men under control. <laughs> Because that's also something that happens like in Dog Day Afternoon, which we will get to, is that uh, these detectives do not have their men under control. Does people just be popping off? I'm like, how many gun rounds, like how many rounds are you going to let off on this person? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know, but mm. I don't feel bad for Detective Scrubs in the slightest. And um, they also did not cover Stevie up at all. And I think they go in and, like, raid the dude's house. Like, the guy, he was at his apartment or whatever. And I think they kill him, too. I uh, think so. Because at first it looked like they... Um, at first it looked like there was, like, more dust on the police officer's side than the dude that they went and shot. Because he was in there with his gun ready. But then, like, we never see him again. So I think... That ended pretty violently as well. They didn't cover Stevie at all with no sheet or anything. And um, Detective Scrubs like, oh, there'll be a full investigation. And I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> it's just y'all investigating each other. <laughs> yeah. That's and not going to inspire any confidence. Stony, like, she's at home, but she hears, like, the gunshots. So she goes mm-hmm. outside and she comes across Stevie's body and she just has a breakdown and it just goes bad. And um, she, the rest of the girls come and try to console her, comfort her. And Detective Scrubs tries to talk to her after some time and she tries, she's going to beat his ass. I mean, hello, you just murdered it, my brother. And she cusses him out, which is appropriate um, because they murdered him for no reason. Um, And this is what gets her to buy into the idea of robbing a bank. Mm -hmm. 
So we got three people in now. Three people in. The next one, or I think they're like the next scene is um, they decide to go and case a bank downtown. Try to get information on it. And Stoney's going to go and open a new account, which I thought that was crazy that you needed a thousand dollars to open an account. Yes. I was like, bitch, I wonder people don't be going to banks and shit. <laughs> like, what is wrong with y'all? A whole thousand dollars? Like, now I think they'll let you open an account with like two dollars or something like that. Like, some places will. But like, nobody has just a thousand dollars just like there. Like, banks seem like a very like a rich people's thing. Um, and then we see Blair Underwood, which I think this is also his first movie. Is it? This is an introducing Blair Underwood. What? What? Let me do a quick Google. <laughs> is it because he's been on like he's been on Guide and Light or Young and Restless or whatever the fuck? For- no, he was in Crush Groove in '85. Well, why is it introducing? This isn't know. his first. This isn't his first movie at all. Then why is it introducing? I don't know. Did I misread that? This is like his tenth movie. <laughs> Never mind. He's My definitely in movies. What the hell? Then I don't get why. Because I was like, this movie can't be that old. His career can't be that young. And no, because he was fully grown. Like, what year was this? 1996. He was like 30 something. Right? Uh, sure. He was born in, he's like 54 now. So. Yeah. Sure. I mean, sure. While watching this, I was like, whoa. I'm an adult now because I looked on my TV and I was like, wait, is Blair Underwood fine? Like, yes, he is, I, Brittany. I had an, a moment where I was like, wait a minute. Yes, Nobody he, told me. <laughs> Nobody yes, he, told me. He was. That he, he was fine. Like, he was much the same. I, I'm a woman of a certain age, Ashley, now. Bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know. Like, I missed the memo. Like, I feel like Blair Underwood was with them, like that group of men in the nineties that everybody would kind of just like fan themselves over because like, I don't Denzel like Denzel. Was the like, number one. Ew. Denzel, like, and no. then what is the other uh, Morris Chestnut? I feel like he's in that group of like men that people are always like, God damn. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like aunties and mamas. I, well, I gave you. Ooh, <laughs> I just found a Blair, picture of Blair Underwood dreads. I'm going to send that to you now. <laughs> but I swear, I swear, I always thought of him as like that. Um, as like the same, like that group of people, like that group of men. Yeah, girl, girls just be sick over. Which I mean, I don't blame him. Now, if you see this picture of these dreads, I'd be like, well, sir. Oh, okay. So I'm an auntie now, apparently, because uh, I'm not an auntie it. though. So like, I get it. I mean, I I get it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, I won't. You know, he had them suits on. He was trying to teach her about African culture with the bongos in the background, the black art on the wall. What was this in the, in the movie? Did this yes. happen? Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, you didn't pay attention to the set. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't at the bank, though. This was later. Oh, yeah, later at the house. Oh, at the house. Not the, oh, at the house. 
Not the bank. <laughs> Look at this picture I just sent you. <laughs> they look like very, they look like faux locks. They look like when you get the, like, the gel and the comb and you twist it up. Like Kyle Barker. Like, oh my God. I always wonder how they do that because I'm always wearing my hair with, like, snag. Yeah, you just get some, you get some jam. You take a little part, get the little fine end of the comb, you just twist it up. Oh my god! I know how to do it. If you want your hair done like that, I know how to do it. I do not want my hair done like that, but like, I just feel like these look like fake, like faux locks. Like, was this for a Tyler Perry production? No, because then you would see like the lace. Oh, the more. <laughs> Who was that? That's always got the jacked up. Uh, Oh, them is faux locks, though. Them is faux locks. You can see the knots. You can see the knots. So what the hell was he in? I don't know. We got to ask him. (laughs) Is Blair Underwood on Twitter? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Blair Underwood, Underwood, you are still fine. We don't know. I wish I'd never seen that picture. Girl, he was in Malibu's Most Wanted. Um, Did we just talk about that movie? Did I say it was one of my favorite movies? Because um, no, you said it was terrible. Uh oh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> oh no. Okay, okay. She was like, "This is a terrible movie." No, you said, you said because dude from Love Jones only directed Love Jones, and so you're like, "Well, it could be worse." She could have directed. She could have directed Malibu's Most Wanted. matter with you <laughs> but anyway Blair Underwood is real fine he uh takes the stony almost immediately he's not even supposed to be on the floor he's like an like an executive he's not like a teller or anything um and so I think he asked for her number and she doesn't give it to him but she gets his number because you know I mean if they plan on robbing the bank <laughs> maybe he shouldn't have your number at all um and then this next scene is when Tashawn has to bring her baby to the job. Oh, and bruh. And shit goes all the way left. Immediately, because like, they was like, the baby, they was like, it's okay, girl, bring your baby into work. And put him in this room, buy the fucking poison. And then all you hear is, ah! And then they was like, oh no, did the baby spill the poison? Right, because they put him in the next room because I guess they were vacuuming. And I don't know, but uh, bruh, that, that, that was like a, I brought him to work and like five seconds later, which I mean, it'd be like that with children because children will get into anything. They move fast. They do move fast. They move faster than you think they will. (laughs) They always manage to snatch up something they shouldn't within like two seconds, but they had to take him to the hospital. Um, and then, uh, I do not remember this lady's name, but it's the mama from Friday. What's her name? She's, uh, also, she's also the auntie on, uh, was, was it the auntie on the Wayans Brothers? She was D on the Wayans, wait, wasn't it D on the Wayans Brothers? She was the was security that the auntie? guard? Was no, that the she was just a security guard on the Wayans Brothers. Why did I think that she was married to, what's his name though? To John Witherspoon on the No, show? Ashley. Listen, it has been a long time since I've watched this show. Ashley. (laughs) Ashley. 
Yes. No. <laughs> For some reason, I thought they were like together, but then I realized no, they weren't. But no. Why. No, she was just security guard, and she was the security guard. That's basically what it boils down to. Okay. Well, my bad. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> Craig's mama from Friday is a better, uh, a better, I guess, role Ex- for me to remember because I remember that role very easily. <laughs> but she is CPS and they take Tashawn's baby away because uh, I guess they, they define it as neglect, even though she brought the baby to work with her. Yeah, I mean... Which is kind of weird, I guess. I don't really know how the rules work, but, like, I guess she had left the baby home, and then the baby had gotten into, like, ammonia or whatever. That'd be one thing, but she brought the baby with her. So she was trying to take care of the baby. Yeah, I guess, I, don't, I don't know about that. Because, I guess, it is poison. It is poison. And do, they, kids do get into poisonous shit all the time. Yeah, and you do get investigated. And maybe yeah. she got some other shit in her background. I, yeah. Maybe. It's like that, when kids, remember when kids were drinking uh, Fabuloso? I mean, I remember when the white kids was allegedly eating Tide Pods. That was weird. And that was for... That was and for it like was retweets? YouTube. Yeah, retweets <laughs> and YouTube, which I was like, there's literal poison in there. But <laughs> there was um a thing like a while back where... Because Fabuloso, shout out to if you are a broke college student or just broke in general, and you have to use Fabuloso because that shit costs like a dollar <laughs> to clean up your floors and shit. Um, because they still were on the bottom row um, at the grocery store, like kids would think it was like juice or something because it's like <gasps> bright pink and bright blue. It like, smells it's not, good. Yeah, and it smells good, but it's like. Um, it's not like, you know, like, uh, like tied or whatever. It's just like in a regular old like plastic container. Like it's like in a see-through container. So you can see like the stuff. And of course, like if you're a kid and you can't read then. And there's no like safety things on there. I don't think. Like mm. it's a pretty easy to open bottles. So they had to move them up. But that was mm. just a little, um, that, I mean, that's just a little tidbit. Kids be getting into shit all the time. Um, that's why I'm terrified of kids in general. <laughs> mm. They go from zero to a hundred. No mm-hmm. matter what you do, <laughs> I'm just like, damn. Um, but yeah, so they take the baby into custody. So she lost her baby. So finally, TT is on board because she has no money. Because I think in order to prove that she can take care of the baby, she has to like make a certain amount of money. And she has to have child care. Yeah, child care and be able to prove that she has like a certain amount of money in the bank. So she is now on board with um, the robbery concept. <laughs> and cl- they are trying to plan it. Cleo is like, man, I just want to rob people. <laughs> Cleo don't give a fuck. She just want to do it. Ro- I feel like Cleo just wants to rob people and possibly shoot people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they go to like a shooting practice. Or like a shooting, I don't know, like, I don't even know if you want to call it like a range. I think it's just in somebody's house. Oh, it's probably. House. Yeah. Yeah. This wasn't like a professional, like licensed place probably. Um, and it's run by a person called Black Sam, aka Dr. Dre. <laughs> um, who I think does, like he, um, 
there's like gun running and then like Cleo's like, oh, we can ask him for guns. Remember I used to steal cars for you. And Black Sam is like, yeah, okay, but hook me up with Frankie first. <laughs> like, like men, the men in this movie, aside from Blair Underwood, the men in this movie. <laughs> Blair got his Pigro moments. Break down that one again, Pigro. His pretentious Negro moments. Okay, thank you. He got his oh, Pigro yeah, moments. When, later on when they're talking about, she's talking about her, like, um, what did he talking about his like career and like his education? And she said she wanted to go to business school too. Mm-hmm. It was Stoney's like, she went to business school for like what was it? Bookkeeping. Bookkeeping. And typing. And he Listen, fucking laughed in her face. He did laugh. And I was like, Listen, bookkeeping is hard. For some of us who are not mathematically inclined, bookkeeping is hard. <laughs> Keeping up with the finances is work. Okay. He was kind of a douchebag, but then he was like also fine to like. Hmm. It was hmm. kind of hard to gauge because like I don't mm-hmm. know if he was just ready. He I don't know. He he seemed like he wasn't like malicious with it. He just seemed like he was kind of caught off guard by her and like the things she was saying. But yeah, he did kind of give me I guess P Grove <laughs> vibes. <laughs> so um. They ended up robbing a bank. Not the bank that they were going to rob originally. They didn't even case this bank. Like, I don't know what the fuck their problem was. Like, this could have gone so badly. So bad. So, so, so badly. Because, like, you need to, like... Not that I know anything about this. But I'm just saying, if you're going into an unfamiliar situation... (laughs) You should probably have an understanding of how things are going to work. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're going to commit... Like a felony. You gotta have a plan. Armed robbery. <laughs> so, um, because Deshaun runs away. <laughs> she runs, and the way she ran was too much. She runs away. She's like, no, I have a bad feeling or something like that. And she goes and catches the bus. <laughs> and they're trying to convince Frankie, like, hey, like, we should just wait or we should do something else. And she's like, oh, well, okay, cool. And she's just like, cocks the gun and goes in there. And I was like, girl, Frankie gonna get y'all popped. <laughs> for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And they actually managed to get away with it, which is surprising. Because I didn't think they were going to. But also, I only thought there was one bank robbery. Instead, there's like... Four? Five? Four, I want to say. Because they only get 12K. Which is not, I mean... 12k is a lot of money <laughs> um and they're doing like i think when they do um like when the cops come investigate they realize that the car that they used was id'd in like the very first robbery i guess from the robbery from earlier in the movie so they're already like on um like they're 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 being watched they're being targeted already they just don't know who did it and then Frankie doesn't even want TT to have the money because she didn't do anything. Help. She ran away. Which, which I mean, like, if any other situation, I'd be like, yeah, girl, I'm sorry. You didn't put in on this. But, like, also, TT's trying to get her son back. <laughs> <laughs> like, we robbed this bank for TT, honestly. Basically. Like, that was the final straw. Like, they, they wouldn't have had all three of them, like, commit or four of them to commit to the 
to the robbery if they hadn't had all that happen with T.T. Especially since they told her that she should bring her baby to work. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Um, and this is the part where you were talking about Blair Underwood and his P-Girl moment. Because he's like, show me, show me some place in your hood. <laughs> and I was like, Blair, no. <laughs> like, he... He was, like, dead set on getting stony. I feel like he even commented on how hard she was. I feel oh, like yeah. he was like, I don't know anything about you, bitch. Like, she just met you two days ago. What the fuck you expect? She don't know you. You don't know her. <laughs> Y'all both don't know anything about each other. Um, But he, 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 while he didn't talk down to her, he didn't necessarily engage her in conversation on the same level. It was more like, I'm about to teach you things. I can show you the world. (laughs) Yeah. Like take my hand. I can like, like I can show you the world. I can open, we're going to dine across the world. Like I can make you, have you ever been out of the state of California? Have you ever been out of your neighborhood? I have, I've been everywhere. Cause I'm a well-traveled, <laughs> well-educated, very fine man who wears suits really well. Cause I'm so <laughs> fine. Cause I'm Blair Underwood apparently in the nineties and Britney's into it. I forget like, where he, cause they said he went to like Harvard or something, I think. For like business like a, school, school or something. I forget where they say he went to school, but he's got like an extensive education. And he um, was running down like his degrees and accomplishments and, and shit. he's traveled places and shit like that. So And she was just like, cool. Yeah, because like what does that mean to her really? It didn't you know, mean that's... shit. And he I feel like he was like intrigued by that. He's like, You don't care about my education or my money do you care about this chair that probably was in a plantation like (laughs) i forget they took him to she took him to some restaurant that she hadn't even been to but he was determined he was like i want to go somewhere in your neighborhood um and i was like damn she's not like a zoo animal like (laughs) she just live in the hood like calm down but you know if he wasn't so fine, then I'd be like, man, get the, get the fuck. <laughs> but considering he's fine. Oh, so he gets bad. pretty privilege, Ashley? I guess he gets pretty privilege after all. <laughs> <laughs> Those tweets always be so fucking terrible. <laughs> I, as someone who does not benefit from pretty privilege. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, are you kidding? Like, listen, I'm sure most of y'all don't know what we look like. I'm not saying that we ugly, but I'm not over here being like. <laughs> I look I, like Beetlejuice with the four seaweed. You. <laughs> I'm sitting here with literal train tracks on my teeth, okay? Like. <laughs> Okay, I do not engage in any discussion of pretty privilege, but you know what? When people be doing that, they post their picture and be like, what? (laughs) Are you sure you should be in this conversation? (laughs) Don't get got like that, y'all, okay? (laughs) 
Like, <laughs> those tweets always get me because like, it's so hard to be so pretty. <laughs> and then they be looking like that baby that Cleo was talking about earlier in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we ain't shit. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know that pretty privileged life. I don't. But I don't. Blair Underwood. Definitely does. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, because you probably like if it's just a random, like, like ugly dude. If it was mind. like a member of Pretty Ricky, oh, they'd be like, "Hell no, nah, you got to get the fuck out my face." But Blair Underwood, it's like, okay, so teach me things, sir, please. <laughs> like, yes, I also have a degree, but I feel like you might know more. Look, I definitely don't know about finances me. and shit. So like, like the intricacies of finance. So, um, I mean, I can learn things, but like, I don't think Sony was really. She didn't seem like she was impressed. Really, she's kind of she was holding her own in the conversation, which I appreciated because I was like, she wasn't like starstruck or whatever because he went to like an Ivy League school or went to like tr- was like well traveled. She was on some Shania Twain shit. Like, that don't impress me much. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, my God. That's a fucking bop, y'all. Like, <laughs> go listen to that shit right now. And oh. then watch that scene. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, what happens after this? Is this is, like, everybody got their little piece of that $12,000. Yeah, so they go. car. Spend the money, kind of. So, Frankie and uh, Stoney don't do much with the money, but Cleo I don't think they goes, show them doing anything with it. Wow. She fixes her car. She buy Ursula some outfits. She buy guns, I guess. I don't know. I think those are still the guns from, from Dr. Dre. Mm. They're supposed to return them, but then they don't for some reason. Um, I mean, can you return those guns after they've been used in a crime? Because, like, if I was an arms dealer, I'm like, don't bring that hot shit back, please. I don't know how, because I didn't really, like, they made some agreement, but I didn't really get, like, like how that was going to work or whatever, because I don't know if it's, like, a where, like, the serial numbers aren't, you know, used and all that stuff. This is somebody, this, this, I'm talking to somebody who watches, like, Law & Order. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, boom, boom. Um, like, <laughs> but no, like, as someone who has never committed a crime, um, who I feel like has I have to keep saying that no intentions or ever like committing a crime, I don't have the time for all that unless it is like downloading a pizza from the internet. You wouldn't download a car, would you, Brittany? Hell yeah, I'd download <laughs> shit out of a car. <laughs> <laughs> shit that car free hell yeah i'm gonna download it i feel um, like the most the, the extent of my criminal activity is probably like streaming stuff which i don't do that now because that's illegal ashley neither I'm of a, us do it i'm a i'm a good girl and mega video no longer exists r.i.p yeah gotta pour one out i used to come oh. through back in the day um they really did but like if, like, if I'm selling illegal guns, crime, mm-hmm. those illegal d- guns are used in another crime, 
crime. Don't yes. bring that crime shit back to my crime. Like, hell no. <laughs> like, keep that crime away from me. Keep all the crime away from me. Because, like, what if I fucked up with my crime and left my fingerprints on my crime and then you do your crime and then you get caught in your crime? And then together the crimes yeah. become one crime. Yeah. Like, so that, that has me stressed out. Well, maybe she did buy guns, but then I'm like, maybe she bought the guns off of Dr. Dre. Yeah, I mean okay. that's what I thought. I that don't made, know. Also, I'm making the shut up. I'm I'm adding to the film. I'm We're filling in the blanks. Filling in the blanks. We're just speculating here. The biggest thing in, in this scene, honestly, is the lap dance that that uh, Cleo gets from Ursula. Yeah. Um. There's a whole thing with that. Uh. There's like a lot of. Um. I wouldn't call that lace. What do you call that? Like mesh? <laughs> um, it's a fishnet. Fishnet is, yes. Fishnet bodysuits and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like I came from Fredericks of Hollywood. Uh, so sure. I mean, <laughs> probably. On a shopping spree. <laughs> yeah. Or like old-timey Victoria's Secret. No. More Fredericks. More Fredericks. Fredericks. Yeah. <laughs> Fredericks is like the Spencers of like lingerie stores. <laughs> I was like, do we walk by there? Like, am I supposed to be looking here? Yeah, I'm like, should I look the other on the other side of the mall? Because <laughs> there used to be one at the mall not too far from here when it was still a mall. And I was always like, yo, there's a lot happening in that storefront. I've never seen one in the wild. I don't think. Really? Yeah. I swear there was one at one of these malls. I know there's not one now. I don't even know if they're still around. That used to be like. I feel like that's everybody's first foray into, to, I guess, more explicit lingerie, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know where they at anymore. Does Fredericks of Hollywood still exist? Come on, Google. <laughs> I mean, probably not. I mean, you could go to Fashion Nova and get booty out gear. You honestly could. So, Fredericks of Hollywood walked... So, or no, ran. So, <laughs> so, so fashion fashion Nova Nova. <laughs> oh, they're all closed by me. I just Googled it. Every last one of them is closed. Mm. They probably on retail though. Or it's like online. But anyways, just go to Fashion Nova. <laughs> uh, so I think after this, there's like a whole thing because Stony doesn't want to do another robbery because for some reason Cleo's like, well, I got money, so I don't have to go to work no more, which they're supposed to be lying low and like pretending nothing happened, which is probably what you should do <laughs> after you committed a major crime. And she's been, like buying on all this stuff. She's like, well, if I run out of money, we can just rob another bank. I was like, can you really? I mean, technically that logic is sound because if she does run out of what, $3,000, she mm-hmm. could rob another bank yes will it go well probably not but it's, not. I mean, it's, it's an option that, it's out there it's you and i could action. go rob a bank right now that you know option what? is available it's <laughs> always available <laughs> is it a good idea hell no no it's but not. it's there it's there Especially the way people get bucked down here in texas no man. Uh, hell no <laughs> <laughs> no ma'am <laughs> I will be standing in line and depositing my check like everybody else 
not me not not i uh <laughs> so um but yeah cleo pulls a gun on stony that's like a that was intense scene. that was a big scene because they've been friends since they were like children and she was like you gonna come in um basically like you gonna rob this bank with us bitch <laughs> you ain't got no choice and, like, they get really upset, um, which, hell yeah, like, um, Stoney cuss her out saying, like, you just pulled a gun on me. I know you high, but you and need to get that fucking dun- gun out my face. You don't and pull guns on people, y'all. No. Like, have, you seen a, have you seen that Twitter video where the dude, like, wakes up and all his friends have guns pointed at him? Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's supposed to be, like, a prank video, and I was like... No, that's not These funny. are black people, too. These are black people. No, <laughs> that's not I, funny. It's, somebody retweeted, it was like, don't you ever, ever be around me, play around me with no gun, ever. That's not funny. Don't... That's not prank. That's scary. No. Men are fucking crazy. <laughs> I just want to let y'all know. <laughs> that's, that's so not funny. Oh my god, I got scared. No, it like, was like I, five guns. It was literally like five guns. Hell no. Nah. I'm sitting here shook. Don't do that, guys. Like that's <laughs> that not so that's not funny. Don't pull guns at people. So <laughs> that should not, you know, that goes without saying. But just in case y'all be doing stuff for retweets, <laughs> mm-hmm. please don't pull guns at people. But yeah, they're like in a weird um, crime packed they you know nobody can like dip out on the rest of the crew because i mean they all kind of are associates in this crime so if like one decides to like back out like y'all, y'all can't have that because they can go snitch mm-hmm. you know jada clearly does not plan on snitching on the rest of them but cleo's like bitch i'll beat your ass anyway <laughs> Um, and by, like, so, in the meantime, uh, Agent Scrubs, McGrubs, <laughs> is gaining on them. He is, like, tailing them and photographing them. Because he just believe like, in his heart, in his heart, in he believes, in his heart of hearts, he <laughs> believes, <laughs> he believes that Stoney has something to do with it. He believe like, he, even before... Um, they started robbing banks. He believed that Frankie had something to do with the first bank robbery. Yeah, he wouldn't let that go. Um, so he believes that after Stevie got killed, that Stoney had something to do with it. And so he just, he, it's actually all this is his fault. Um, it really is. You just couldn't just mind your fucking, which I know you're like an investigator. You trying to make sure nobody gets hurt or whatever. And that's cute and stuff. But like, do your job better. He said, he set off this chain of events, this deadly chain of events. All you have to do is treat the black lady nice. Yeah. Like a fucking person. Cause (laughs) guess what? Black women are people. He fucks. I know the the traumatized (laughs) black woman. You could have just, you know, Treated her like a person, and you didn't want to do that, so. This is what we got. This is what you got. Uh, so they, um, I don't know, there's like a, like a small talk that I kind of wanted to go over, which was between, like, Cleo and Stoney, because Stoney's been listening to Blair Underwood, <laughs> and he, because I think he asked her at one point, like, where do you want to, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, a fucking interviewer <laughs> and 
And Cleo's like, yo, I live in the hood. Like, I'm not trying to, like, move out. I'm not trying to go anywhere. Like, this is where I belong. And Stoney's like, well, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, what, you know, what are your plans for the future? And Cleo was like, I don't think about the future. <laughs> I'm not thinking about nothing five years from now or two weeks from now. She's like, I'm just trying to get through the day. Which I, mean, I think is a big reality for people. Like, I feel that. I think about the future and I get like freaked out about climate change and I'm like, <gasps> nah, it's too much. <laughs> I mean, I, okay. I get that from a chronic pain standpoint. Because mm-hmm. I got to sprinkle some of my life tidbits in the podcast, I guess. Because like, I have no idea if you... If you listen to this podcast, you probably hear me talk about my migraines. So I have chronic migraines, um, meaning that I have, at this point in my life, I have about like 15 to 20, up to 25 migraine days a month. So when you think about that, it's like 30, 31 days in a month. I have up to 25 of those days are filled with migraines. Um, So I never know how I'm going to feel from one day to the next. And honestly, I never know how I'm going to feel from one hour to the next hour. So for me, it's kind of difficult to plan out my future. Like I have no idea where I'm going, like what my life is going to look like tomorrow like I feel a little like we're recording this podcast I'm getting a little twinges of like pain that's letting me know that either I'm gonna have a really bad migraine later on um or tomorrow might be a really bad migraine day so I have no idea what it's gonna look like by Wednesday let alone like next month so me trying to plan out like uh, a year from now or five years from now kind of seems like impossible just with health issues so like imagine how like my health impacts like my career plans Mm -hmm. so I I kind of like felt Cleo on that one like some days like picturing things out planning things out I just can't do that and sometimes I do understand having to live from like one day to the next right and then now you just sprinkle like fucking climate change on a bitch. And now I'm like, whoa, exactly. <laughs> forgot about that. Bitch, the Arctic is melting and there is nothing we can do to stop it. That was the other news I got the other day. And I was like, cool, let's just get drunk <laughs> today <laughs> on like a Tuesday or whatever. I was like, nothing matters. <laughs> like, it's too much. And like, I, I've tried to plan my future a lot, but it like, I just kind of have almost not entirely but like I've kind of just given it up to being like nothing I want to do is going to happen when it when I want it to happen and that's not even because of like if I live like a bad neighborhood like these girls do or of anything else it's just kind of like everything I do is kind of done in a way it's kind of like I I guess my life is going here right now (laughs) like even if I plan for it to go another place it never Mm -hmm. works out that way so I, on one hand, I'm kind of like, no, you still have to, like, plan for your future and stuff, but also, like, the world's going to do what it's going to do, <laughs> and I'm about to just, like, enjoy myself a little bit before the world comes crashing down, and then with the added, like, strife of the world physically, <laughs> I mm-hmm. just feel like, 
no, I don't want to think about the future. It's too much. And I have the luxury of thinking about the future. But, like, uh, half the time, I'm like, no, I just want to go back to bed. <laughs> or I just want to go have fun. I just want to go to movies or, or just, like, watch TV. Please don't make me actually engage with anything happening when I'm, like, 40. Oh. Because. That's, that's coming right. soonish. Oh. For you or for me? Ugh. Ugh. I got time. Uh, I don't have much time. I have. Uh, I will be 40. I'm closer to 40 than I am to 30 at this point. I and am I'm to 30. stressed out about it. I am not stressed out about turning 30, actually, because I'm just like, eh, who fucking cares? <laughs> I'm not going to make a big deal. I want to do stuff for it, but I'm not going to make a big deal about it because I'm like, I mean, just wait. Just wait until September. September is coming. Just wait. Day now. Just I'll wait. Be 30. I'll be 30 with braces. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking terrible chain of it. See, I didn't plan that shit. <laughs> That's exactly how it's about to go. So I just, you know, I don't really, I try to put too much stock in the future, but I also try not to like be just like ass out here. Just like not doing anything but then like at the same time it's like i guess the world's gonna do what it does yeah so that's kind of depressing but <laughs> it's kind of like i can either like rock my brain and be freaked out or i could just kind of like you know ease up a little bit and have some fun have some fun everybody just have some fun because shit's bleak out here <laughs> it's very bleak it's bleak as shit um, so the next scene is them all trying to like, I guess, figure out their plan going forward and they are playing like they're in the Godfather, <laughs> which I enjoyed actually. And I also read that the most of the budget came from purchasing the theme song, like the score from the Godfather <laughs> for this scene, <laughs> which I can't imagine how much that money that is. Probably sure. a lot at this point. I'm sure it was a great deal of, of money and because you don't really use that score for any other reason but for Godfather related things um, and they're all talking in like mock Italian accents um, and they're trying to agree like hey Cleo stop spending all your money and, and making it hot out here in the streets and um, I guess if like a stone is going to continue and that kind of thing so they agree and then they immediately rob another bank <laughs> And this one goes a little um, sideways, like really left because there's, okay, there's like a drunk guy outside, like a drunk homeless guy, I think. So the police are low-key distracted by that. And um, I think they're trying to figure out like how they're going to get out, which I was like, why don't you know how you're going to get out of the bank? Like that you need to know your exit strategy. They, uh, they didn't do a great job of planning most of the robberies but at least they did some planning they tried yeah they tried um it didn't really go well because cleo ends up stealing some guy's suv and drives it through the fucking bank window which i thought was awesome honestly i thought that was fantastic but then also she backed it into like the the restaurant next door 
the hibachi place and that the the little hibachi dude got fucked up on that grill. He landed <laughs> on the back, like his back was on the grill. You heard a oh, and no. I screamed. Oh no, I, I didn't realize that I didn't realize that part. Oh shit. No, 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 no. Oh fuck. Well he's definitely um he's definitely got third degree burns. I hope they weren't doing like the onion. You know how oh. they do the onion? <laughs> Can I admit something, Ashley? What? I'm afraid of hibachi places. Really? Because <laughs> it's fire. Like, it's open fire. And I wear a lot of hair products, and I'm so afraid, like, my hair is going to catch on fire with those fucking onions and shit. I definitely went one time, and they have, like, the, um, my wig was, like, I was, like, this is synthetic at the time. <laughs> I've upgraded since then, but now I've got, like, braids. So I'm, like, now I'm, like, you know, please don't put your, <laughs> your flames next to my head. Thank you. It's fine. I like it. It's just the fire is a bit much. Sometimes it's, it's terrifying for me. D- depending on how close you are to the to the onion, exactly <laughs> to the onion volcano. <laughs> uh, so they um they get away again, surprisingly, and they decide to keep the money in an air vent, which is smartish ish ish. Um. And Stoney gets invited to, like, a banker's ball by Blair Underwood. It's supposed to be black tie. She shows up looking like... I don't know what this was. It was a pajama. It was a pajama outfit. Like, it was, like, it kind of gave Brady, me fabric. Brady Bunch pajamas. It kind of gave me, like, moo fabric. Because it was like bright pink and it had like flowers, but then it was like a like a shirt combo or something like a shirt. I don't remember. She's so pretty. She's just not dressed like appropriately because she's not really like from his world and that kind of thing. I think he says she looks good at first, and then they're driving. He's like, you know what? Actually, I lied <laughs> about something earlier. He's <laughs> like, actually, I was you know, my bad. And they stop by and they get like a, a nice outfit from some boutique all the way to the thing. And she looks nice. It's kind of like an asshole gesture, but also like, I mean, don't have her up there where you got all these rich white people. But and they like looking at her like, bitch, <laughs> what you doing? Would you rather show up underdressed to an event like this or have someone pull you aside like, hey, babe? let's uh let's do a little something about this let's let me spoil I, you let me spoil you like <laughs> my, my queen i feel like <laughs> i feel like you would probably offend the fuck out of me but then also she kind of knew that she wasn't dressed for it so it's not like he was like girl go change or something like he you know he uses his means or whatever to treat her i don't know but I know, like, it might probably, knowing me, it'd probably, like, annoy me. But then, like, I mean, if she went up there and she was with all them people and they were like, uh, so who's your friend? <laughs> I feel like that'd be kind of fucked up, too. Yeah. Because these are his people. These are her people. So he needs to, like, be the one to be like, yo, like, let's get you here. But also, I don't really like, like, opinions from men in general. So, like. Mm. I'd probably have an attitude. <laughs> valid points, valid points. I'd probably catch an attitude real quick. How would you feel? Um. So first of all, 
that boat, like the the place he stopped at, probably did not carry Pretty Plus. So that's true too. I would have been just dressed like a clown. So (laughs) we both would have been embarrassed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he'd have to make sure he got you. Like, like, babe, let me take you to Laney B. Like, screwdriver, pull over at our local mall. We got to go to Lane Bryant. Like, that's <laughs> that's the only way it'll work for me. Oh, no. Babe, we got to pull over at this, what, what, Forever 21 and Hope is a Plus? Oh, we got to go. Oh, no, then I got to dress like a mail carrier? Did you see? Okay, let me not get on that one. Um, wait. wait. You didn't see that cute little, like, it's cute, but you get, like, it's a U.S. Postal Service line at Forever 21. No. So you have, like, mail carrier thought looks, like. No. Like. No, you're lying. Girl, like, grandma delivered his package looks. You're lying. No, you're lying to me. Like. No, I'm about to Google it. No. Like body mail carrier. No, you're lying. Oh, this there, is awful. This is a clear like crop jacket that I want. I see right now. It it would be like a dress of the job you want type moment for me. There's a literal mail truck on this shirt. <laughs> it is twenty dollars. <laughs> You are lying. I, <laughs> one of these is like a crop top that says priority. Me. Me. And one of them says express. Me. And there's a zippered clutch that says <laughs> with the eagle. And it's got priority mail. <laughs> this is so offensively ugly. You'll find me on Instagram. Dressed in it in like I two months. I not ever see one of y'all in this. It's going to be me. Just, Ooh, just check for it, the, girl. You know how like um, they be having them like ugly sneakers they gotta wear. Like got them on here. The feelers. Oh wait, the like, like the orthopedics. Right. Yeah, but they're like, you know what? I feel who be making these ugly ass shoes? Is it? Is it? Is it Kanye? Who be making these shoes pop? Um, it's it's. I feel like it's Kanye West. He tricks the Caucasian children into thinking it's a look. He and then he, he tricked the black children too because I see them in public dressed in it and then I'll be like <laughs> Caucasian children. I'm about to send you this picture. Stop wasting your parents' money. Stop wasting everybody's money. <laughs> These are fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um so they look like Barbie shoes when Barbie had them sneakers. <laughs> oh, and she can't fit her foot all the way in. Oh no! <laughs> when they gave Barbie sneakers, no, these are freaking terrible. I'm oh. glad you um have ruined my day with this. So <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. These are fucking trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but okay, so luckily. Stony, even though she, you know, she got a new outfit, got her hair pulled back and whatever. But she also manages to fake the, like, fake the funk at the party, which I thought was kind of cool because I don't know what kind of financial shit they were talking about, to be honest. Like, I'll be real, real honest with you. But she kind of, like, she got the buzzword. She got the lingo down. And I think 
So maybe she should have gone to business school. She should have. Bitch ass. <laughs> but I think that's kind of like the point. He, I feel like if that scene was given a little while longer or if we were given more time to spend with them as a couple, mm-hmm. there would have been like more time to breathe with them in their, like breathe with them in their friction with their class because they're from different classes like to put it frankly um and if she it seems like if she did not have to sacrifice to take care of her brother she would have went to school because she would have had like different opportunities available to her but she sacrificed for her family um right because she's all her brother had mm mm-hmm and he tried to dismiss, like earlier, he tried to dismiss her comment as saying like bookkeeping and typing, where she probably could have been a fucking accountant. She really could have. She could have gone like all the way and like had done like a lot of stuff in finance. She could have like got promoted and shit like that. Like she could have just gotten, I don't know, like what's the next step <laughs> above accountant and stuff. Because <laughs> again, me and finance, I don't do. But, um, yeah, she got him more than just like your, you know, basic bookkeeper, which he seems to think it is. She, I, that, like, that's what I liked about that scene. Like, whatever she said, because I was like, I don't, I don't know math. I don't know none of these terms. What y'all talking about? Nope, I had no idea. But the the white people they was talking to was like, oh. she's impressed. Like, where where did she where did you get her from? <laughs> Uh-huh. Where'd you find this one? <laughs> and I was like, "You better do that, Stony. You better, you better do it." And you can be a manager. You can be a CFO. Apparently. I was like, "I was like, oh my god! Like, she could do all of this. She, she has all the potential. She really could." Um, and while she's out here kicking it with Bay, isn't it? This where they decide to do something like they decide to rob somewhere else. Um. Well, there. Well, first we gotta we gotta talk about the sex scene. Ah, yeah, yeah. There. Can we explain? Can someone explain to me what this string was? He had. Did you see that part? I was all set to "Don't Let Go" by In Vogue, which I love this song. So, um, I. Brownie points. I did not get the string down her back slash butt. <laughs> I, I guess that um, was supposed to be erotic and sexy. Like, Mr. Gray, why did you think this was erotic and sexy? <laughs> like, <laughs> a tone. A tone for this. <laughs> I don't know. I, sexy strings? Oh, I don't, shit. I don't know. It was one string. It was not a Jason's lyric moment, so I didn't really pay attention to it. So I don't know. Yeah, well, it's I mean, it's a good, it's a good little scene, you know. It's definitely not the scene from earlier. So, amen. <laughs> Stony got, Stony got her, Stony got her good love scene moment because, um, but yeah, there's like um, so after the scene, they go to work, and. Um, actually, no, not after the scene. There is, I guess this is right, right during, while this love scene is happening or whatever, while they're together, the other three girls 
go and they found out that Luther has left the business because they go to work and he's not there, but there's like another dude there. And they're like, shit, what happened to the money? And they go and they found the money or they go to the, like the air vent where they stashed the money and it is not there. Luther them. Fucking bounce with their fucking money. He done bounced the money. They go to Black Sam. Apparently, Luther stopped by there. He was like, Luther got himself a perm. <laughs> <laughs> and was talking all this shit about something. And, uh, and then Black Sam's pissed because, like, that, I mean, if you lost the money, that means you lost, like, my money. So, y'all need to find him. And they go and track him down somehow. He was at, like, some shitty, like, hotel with, like, this white lady. And they're, like, having sex. And they, like, burst in on him. They're trying to figure out what the money is. He said he don't have no money. But then he pulls out a gun on Cleo. And we got our, <laughs> our first fatality from the group. TT uh, goes and shoots him right in the back. In front of the white lady. Scary ass TT. You're right. Yeah. She's like, well, he was threatening her. No. <laughs> I was like, first of all, Cleo could have probably handled that on her own. And also like, damn bridge. And so from there, the cop who's been following them, uh, Detective Scrubs, is uh, he rolls up on Cleo and her girlfriend. Because he just knows that one of them did it. Would I forget how he figures out about Luther? I guess they just traced it to the same. Because they work. Probably because they work for him. That's true. Yeah. All those little little bits are connected. And so they have the white woman come in to ID, ID the shooter. And Cleo's on lineup. And she does this like stare the whole time. <laughs> to intimidate her. And that lady's like, oh, no, she ain't here. Which is true. Cleo ain't shooting nobody. It's little old TT. <laughs> Um, but since the money's gone, they gotta rob people again. And by this time, I was like, "Bitch, how many times y'all gonna rob people? Y'all should only need to rob people once." They they were doing a lot, a whole motherfucking lot. Because the more time you do something, especially like like L.A. is not a small city at all. But like, if somebody's on your tail for one thing, they're gonna be on your tail for a while. And so they um, they decide to rob the bank that they were originally going to rob in the first uh, the first robbery. But Stoney doesn't want to because Blair Underwood worked there. She don't want to jeopardize that. They decide that uh, they're going to do it anyway. I don't really think they planned this out that much because when they first did the like the first little casing of the bank they didn't really do a good job of that either well with this bank so after luther stole the money he stole like uh like 200,000 plus and they were really upset about it and they were saying the only way they were going to get that money back is to rob a bigger bank. So the only big bank that would have that kind of money available would have been the bank downtown. So that would have been the bank that Blair Underwood worked at. Right. So that's why they chose that location. And Sony was like, no, I don't think we should work there. Like, I don't think we should do that one. Um, and Frankie um, was in like really pushing for it as well because 
um, she knew like the ins and outs. So she was given the rundown. Okay. Like at this certain time, they're going to have this amount. They're going to do this, this, and this, and we need to go here, here, and here. Oh yeah. They did. They did plan it in the beginning. Okay. Yeah, they did. That's a little bit why they kind of went back to that original idea of robbing the big bank. True. Yeah. Well, this goes terribly. <laughs> it almost like immediately. Immediately. Because they get all the money, and then the cops arrived. Uh, Detective Scrubs and his partner, because they were already partner. at the bank before, because they were. Um, doing a presentation about um, the bank robberies happening in the area. Okay. Um, so oh, yeah. they were like briefing Blair Underwood and his employees or his coworkers about what's happening and letting them know like what to expect. And Blair Underwood was in the meeting looking at the video like, bitch, that's Tony. And he's like, Looking at the videos, like, oh my god, that's Stony. That's Stony. Oh, that's why he was making that face. Okay, that's Stony. Like looked away or something. Cause I was like, why is he getting so panicked? Because Stony ends up calling him. Is like, hey, I need you to leave for like, like in the next five minutes. And she's like, meet me at that soul food restaurant that we went to for lunch. And he was like, you're gonna be there, right? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, you're going to be there, right? Guess what? Guess what, Blair? She ain't gonna be there. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'll be there. And he's like, you better fucking be there. Well, 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 Blair, that ain't it. That is not what happened <laughs> at all. Uh, and so they, there's like a standoff. And I think TT is the one who kind of drops her gun first. TT like, fucking like, dumbass. Like, <laughs> I was, oh, TT. Titi, oh my God, she made me so mad. I know, because you know what the mess of thing is? Titi had court like the next day. She hugged her son. It was like, yeah, mama coming to get you, baby, tomorrow. It's going to be all right. And then they was going to go rob the bank. Um, but they got all the money. Cleo and Frankie was like, get more money, Titi. So they got more money. So it took a little extra time. And that gave the police extra time to get back to the bank after they had left from the presentation. Oh, yeah, they did leave. and had to come back. Um, <laughs> and Titi, as soon as they were like, yo, Titi, we know that's you. She was like, oh, okay. And she was about ready to put her fucking gun down. And I was like, God damn, Titi. Yeah. Like, you ain't got to give up that easily. Like... <laughs> you could like not give in but he talked tt into putting her gun down and then he was working on stony she was about to give up she he was like i'm sorry what happened to stevie our bad bruh like shit happens sometimes this should be like a settlement when they murdered him honestly yeah she should have fixed it not really fixed it but like monetarily something like, could have been done did something yeah um they didn't do that either not, did they even give her like a real apology hell <laughs> no like, they didn't do shit he's like i'm sorry i shot your brother i'm like bitch that's not really enough <laughs> that's not really anything and then like this old ass like security guard dude tried to be a fucking hero and started shooting and he shot tt 
in the chest. Yeah. And then Cleo lost it. It just went pop, 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 pop. Was the soldier boy thing? Do the one. <laughs> like, <laughs> she did start. She liked that story that soldier boy told. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, she did let the chops thing, though. Like, she. <laughs> she did. It went off. Because there's like a little, like, mini firefight. And while they also got TT trying, like, trying to get her out, they dragged her, like, leaving a trail of blood on the floor they dragged her out the bank luckily frankie in the car they get tt and the money in the car they drive off i was like whoo i didn't think they was gonna make it that far no i don't forgot i forgot this whole like last 15 20 minutes even happened i don't know where i was mentally but like well, I was watching it, and I was like, oh, damn. That's like, there's more <laughs> to this story. And uh, they are trying to figure out, I think, where they're going to go first. And then they realize they have to, like, switch cars because something's up with the car that they're in. It's, in the like, thing. a junker, so it's not going to make it wherever they need to go. Okay, yeah. They have to get a new car. And I was like, damn, TT did for real. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> because they were supposed to they were gonna take her to a hospital at first. And I was like, now how is that gonna work? Yeah, they should have just like dropped her off at the hospital on the way and kept it moving. But you know <laughs> That reminds me of that part from Kill Bill where the bride like tossed that lady out of the trunk and just let her roll down the <laughs> It probably had to been one of those kind of situations. But she, but she hated that lady. They love TT. Yeah, good point. So they maybe, you know, they probably would have done the the dumb thing and kind of taken her in there. Which, I mean, it's not dumb. But, like, you are wanted for armed robbery. Multiple. And probably murder. And that you just shot that dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, and probably shooting at, like, an uh, officer. An officer. So there's more charges to be had. Uh, so they, they, TT don't make it. I don't even know what they do with the body. Do they just leave, leave it, it in the car? Ooh, that's terrible. Um, and then there's the helicopter chase. So they're actually like on the run. They're like evading police. People are watching this on the news and shit. Like they Dr. Dre? They, Dr. Dre is watching on the news. He's like, oh, there go my girls with my <laughs> <laughs> So they get stuck like in a tunnel because there's, I feel like there's two helicopters on them. And Cleo's like, yo, like I'll drive. Y'all need to run, hug the wall and then like run. And so they leave each other. Cleo drives off with the cops falling behind her. I don't know where Frankie goes. Stoney makes it to like a bus um, that's going to Mexico. I guess it's like a tourist bus. Mm-hmm. Um... And then Cleo gets surrounded by cops. And this was so much, bruh. There's <laughs> so much that happens in this scene. Because she, like, drives through them and they shoot her car up. And mm-hmm. then you think she's dead. And then it turns out she's not dead. She jumps out. And I guess she's going to have, like, a sort of, like, a Scarface moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shredded her which is mm-hmm. awful to watch because it was in slow motion too mm-hmm. it was bad I was like y'all can stop shooting her now I'm pretty sure she's hit yeah 
they it it's a lot it's a whole lot i was like this is a bit much for me because it goes on for a, a long time i forget what the song is they have a song playing in the background but i can't remember i i don't remember either it it's a lot it's yeah it's a whole bunch um Frankie gets caught in the street. I think she's trying to run to... Either she's trying to run off or she's trying to run to meet the bus, maybe? I don't know if they, like, developed this plan. I think she's just trying to run away. Okay. So she's trying to run. They got her surrounded. The cop is trying to, like, talk her into... Like, Detective Scrubs is trying to, like, talk her down. And she points a gun at him and she's like... Okay, so what's the process for this? (laughs) She, she should have shot him, had, honestly. I was like, surprised she didn't. She should have shot him. If we gonna do all this, she should have shot him. Because her gun was at his neck. She should have shot him. Should have shot him. That was been the revenge. Mm-hmm. Honestly. But she tries to run away. I was like, bruh, that's... That was not a good idea, Frankie. That was a choice. <laughs> That was a choice. She gets shot in the back like three times or four or five yeah. times. I don't know. It was a whole lot too. And then Stoney sees all this while she's like on the bus because the bus drives by at like the exact time and Detective Scrubs sees her on the bus but he doesn't really do anything. I think because he kind of realized he's like, damn. He ruined her life. Fault. He ruined all of their lives <laughs> in one way or another. And they still, you know, the messed up part is they still never found the original bank robbers. Uh, well, technically they did. Just that one dude. They remember one dude died at the scene. One dude died at the scene. And then they, they got, got the other, the other dude died when Stevie died. Allegedly. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. More? I thought they were talking about there were more because they had them like on, um, on like video because he was wanting like multiple states. I feel like it was more than, like, that hmm. one group of people. So I was so confused. I was like, y'all didn't even do what y'all was supposed to do. <laughs> y'all feel, changed tactics real quick. I feel like he also, like, just switched shit up. Like, once he was done with, like, once he got fixated on Frankie, that was pretty much it. Like, Right, because they hadn't even, like, committed a crime yet when he was, like, Oh, we must investigate them. Yeah. I'm like, damn, are you serious? <laughs> like, shit, like, you were doing way too much, my guy. Uh, so, like, in the final scenes, Stoney actually made it to Mexico with all the money, or at least her share of the money. Uh, she has literally no one to share it with because all her friends and her family are all, like, they're dead. And then... I was like, well, this is, this is an ending. <laughs> this is kind of depressing. And she calls Blair Underwood and kind of lets her know, or lets him know that she's okay. She doesn't really, like, say that. She cuts off all her hair, by the way. When she, mm-hmm. when she started cutting the braids, I was like, damn, girl, you know it's going to take a while. Uh, yeah, that took, like, at least one day. Because, <laughs> boy, taking off braids is... Number one, it's disgusting. And number two, it takes forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, but she's fine. She is riding around in like a Jeep or something. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful part of Mexico. She is free to live her life. Um, definitely outside the United States of America. Yeah. 
And you, and that's the end. You know what I thought though? What? Honestly, I thought that Blair Underwood was a fucking snitch. For the longest, I thought like the detective scrubs is gonna be at the bank when uh Stoney called mm. and caught her. So I was like glad that he didn't snitch on her. He didn't snitch and he was genuinely happy to hear from her and he wasn't like he was happy. Like he was happy she was fine. And luckily well, I don't know about luckily, but like they didn't know that they were dating, I don't think. Or at least nobody found out. I hope not. Like, I hope he sucks at his job and didn't do great investigations. I mean, obviously he sucked at his job, but... I hope, like, one of those people at the the, the ball, like, <gasps> snitched on him. He was like, I saw that girl. <laughs> he brought him to... She brought her... He brought her to the to the dance or whatever we had. The little gala. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. <gasps> but he got away with it, and, and Frankie didn't. And Frankie didn't do nothing. I mean, they both didn't do nothing, but, like... Yeah. Frankie had her whole life ruined. She did. For no fucking... Because of fucking racism. <laughs> Ra- this was fucking racism. All of this happened because of racism. That's basically true. Racism. All you had to do was treat her like a person. Like a person. Just you- say, hey, I'm sorry if this traumatic event just happened. How can we support you in this workplace? And then all this shit happened. Exactly. Mm. Like, raggedy. But anyways, so now that we've gone to the end, would you recommend this movie? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it is, it's a really good movie. Like, I didn't realize how good of a movie it is. It, it's a good action movie. I felt like yeah. the characters are good. Um. Like, you don't have time to flesh out everybody. But I feel like the characters were developed enough for this type of movie that it's mm-hmm. worth watching. Um, yeah. I wish I had known more, like, about, like, Frankie and Cleo. I feel like they didn't get as much development as... Especially Cleo. I feel like Cleo didn't... was like, yeah, I'm just out here to party. And I feel like Cleo was like, oh, she's a lesbian. And likes Les- cars. Lesbian liked cars, and I think she calls herself a hood rat at one point. And there you go. That was it. And Frankie was... Frankie. Frankie was just tired of being beat down by... The man. Yeah, and the man. That old-ass banker (laughs) that she wanted to beat down. I... it's a good movie like it's a really really good movie it's a good heist movie it's Mm -hmm. a good black movie Mm -hmm. it's a good movie good soundtrack yes it had a ray j movie a ray j song that i used to love when i was little which ray j song was that like it is from ray j's first album it's called let it go they were playing it when they were at like uh that car place where everybody was just like at the park with the cars. Okay. I'll and you hear part. it, and like, dun, 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 dun. so let it go. Dun, 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 on the floor, just, yeah. it goes oh, just like had, that. 
Oh, he had it on the soundtrack. Okay. No, it's also from his debut album. I didn't know he had an album before. Uh, yes. Before the other one. Uh, yeah. Was this when he was on Moesha? It was after. No, this is pre-Moesha. Before. This was like 96, 97. Okay, that's why I was confused because I am definitely of the wait a minute. <laughs> this was pre-wait a minute. I fucking love wait a minute, man. <laughs> that was a while. But yeah, I forgot about, okay, I didn't, for some reason, I'm just, you know, Ray J just be popping up out of nowhere. That's how I feel. I mean, I used to have a crap. Finish your statement, man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, so. (laughs) In my youth, in my youth, uh, when Ray J was on a show with Sinbad, where Sinbad played like his foster dad or some shit. What? Yeah, this is a thing I think exists and I didn't make up. I used to have a crush on Ray J. He was cute. He was he was cute. I didn't know he was human like garbage at he's the time. Not ugly. He's, he's not, not ugly. ugly, but he's gross. Actually, he's a mess. He's, he's a gross. Hot mess. He exploits people. He plagued us with the Kardashians. Like he's gross. Uh, that yes, I forgot. About if that. he had oh, not exploited Kim, we wouldn't like imagine what society would be like pure you like have world peace solved like let me not do that to her but like in general like please get away from us like <laughs> the influencer like the influencer culture um, as yeah, it exists built in a lab culture it probably would not have like it probably would Fashion not Nova would exist, exist as it does right now without him Fashion Nova would not be People would not like really. Well, never mind. Let me not get into that. Yes, I'll admit it. I had a crush on Ray J when I was younger. It stopped when I got a a, a good picture that he's gross. Okay, guys, we all grow up. Grow up. I Just mean, grow up. Have, okay, grow up. We all we all have our struggles. Grow up. I'm Don't sure judge me. Liked him when he was Dorian on um, on Moesha. Don't judge me. Grow up. <laughs> because I used to love oh the Sinbad show. Yeah, when he was on. Yes, I do not remember that show. It was it lasted like one season. It used to come on Disney Channel for whatever reason and ABC. Girl, why were they always putting that shit like hanging with Mr. Cooper and all? Be <laughs> <laughs> like, wait. What? <laughs> Which now they don't do that shit now, but like, yes. <laughs> like, if it didn't last on ABC and Disney Channel needed space to fill, they'll pop that shit on there. They really did. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I agree that I I feel like this should be. Definitely watched for a number of reasons. It's actually a really, really good action movie. Which I don't think I was expecting for whatever reason. Even though I definitely have seen this movie before. I was kind of like shocked by some of the stuff. It was a little heavy with all, you know, people getting shot a lot. A lot. Like a a lot of people got 
not a lot of people got shot, but the people who did get shot, they got I was like, okay, I was like, okay, you making your point? Points were made, shit. <laughs> whoa um but yeah i don't really have like anything bad to say about this movie like i really like this movie i feel like people should watch it i'm sure people have watched it apparently it's coming on vh1 sometime this week hell yeah like every other thing (laughs) every other black movie has been absorbed by vh1 as like a vh1 property when did vh1 become a colored station girl after flavor of love oh yeah, I forgot about that. And for the love of Rage. <laughs> God, I forgot about for the love of Ray J. I remember, what was it, Real Chance of Love? Yes. Oh, God. I was thinking about that the other day because I was thinking about uh, Bree's uh, Instagram. For those who don't know or are not in the know, the Yeehaw Agenda was made by our friend Bree. Hey, Brie. Shout out to her. Uh, if you are listening, shout out to you, Brie. We love you. Um, and I was thinking about uh, when they had Chance's mama come up to meet New York in that first season of I Love New York. And she had on, like, that cowboy hat and <laughs> the whole thing because they were, like, horse breeders or something. Oh, because they were the stallionaires. They were the stallionaires. And I never got what that meant until, like, their mama came up there and they're like, no, we breed horses. And I was like, <laughs> and New York was like, I don't do animals. <laughs> but that just made me think of that. But, yeah, that's when the tide turned. Because it used to be, like, classic rock or something. Yeah, like, you watch, like, nothing right, I'm torn. How be? Like, every morning from, like, 8. 8- Eight o'clock to nine thirty. That one in like pop up video. <laughs> I remember pop up video. I used to feel so smart with all my little facts and figures about <laughs> videos. Me too. But uh, yeah, I love this. So if you have a chance to watch it, watch it. Um, we I recommend it. Yeah. Do we have this is Black Girl Film Club approved? Do you have like? Another movie you would recommend, like, if someone does like this, what else they could watch? Um, the only thing I could really think of is Widow. Ah! That's what I was going to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Um, so yeah, uh, I've been talking about widows for like oh no, I feel like for like four months now. But yeah, it's not in the same like vein as far as as much action. There's a lot more like quieter moments, and it's not really like you're not really rooting for like the team. I don't feel like, like, it's not, it's just, they don't make it feel like a girl power moment um, at all. You're right. Like, I, that was the one of the things I actually liked about it, because you also have, like, something like Ocean's, whatever the fuck number they're on now. What number Ocean's 8? Sure. Why not? And so. <laughs> that I don't care for? I have not seen it, because I really just don't really, like, for me, most of the time, I don't really do heist movies. Me and like heist movies and like spy movies 
and like military movies like there's always so many moving parts so i'm just like i need you to like remove like half these characters and like simplify this plot just like a little bit more for like dumb bitches like me (laughs) (laughs) i need this plot simplified because sometimes it just be so convoluted that's why i can't follow like like james bond and shit like that and like mission impossible i'm always like what does this mean and why does this matter it doesn't so why can't we make this matter (laughs) a little bit more but i think for widows i enjoy it um for that reason they don't really try to make it like a forest like this is a girl power moment because all the men in that movie are garbage mm-hmm. literally all of them yes because there's actually way more men in the movie in at points different points in time there's way more men in the movie than there are women but they all trash so um I like that it's not really, like I said, too action-packed. So if you're looking for that sort of thing, I don't know if this is the movie for you. But also just watch it. Like, it didn't really have a good viewing last year. Don't know why. What is everybody's problem? I watched it. Like, um, shout out to my friend France who got it for me as a gift for my birthday Um, back in February because... I wasn't able to see it in theaters because of migraines. Um, Yeah, great times. Migraines. (laughs) Um, So I watched it uh, last month, and I loved it. And like you said, it's it's not a movie where you root for the team at all. Um, Yeah. But it's it's a really good movie. It's a really good heist movie, in my opinion. Um, I feel like it does offer some more thoughts on race. Um, kind of like in the context of Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, it's Um, a little different than set it off, but still Mm -hmm. some things to think about. Um, and it has one of my favorite directors. Like, it's Steve McQueen. Because you also see that movie, too. Like, that, the characters, or the women in that movie, they're all, like, in different, like, economic tiers. So mm-hmm. they're not all, like, working class women at all. So they all have vastly different motivations for doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily, like, not like you will, like, root for them to, like, do the stuff, like, to make the heist work. But it's not like a... Like, we're all in this together, ladies. It's, <laughs> it's not like one of those kind of like, let's put this shit on a t-shirt and sell it <laughs> on Instagram kind of corporate feminism. No. Which is good, because I'm kind of over that shit. Like, the whole, Same. like, everybody has to be best friends, because you're girls, and girls love each other. Regardless Girl of power! You know. Racism <sighs> and, and, <laughs> and that kind of thing. Like, there's genuine conflict between the girls, which I think is, or women, which I think is necessary, because that's real life. Yeah. So, so yeah, watch that one. Um, and then I guess we need to talk about our next film, which is Dog Day Afternoon. We kind of mentioned it a little bit here. Uh, me and Brittany already watched that one, actually. The episode's probably going to come out a little later than normal um, due to, like, me traveling. Sorry. Uh, but we watched that one. It's a lot different from Set It Off in the fact that it's mo- mostly, like, a hostage movie 
or mm-hmm. like a heist movie. Um, they do get stuff popping, but not in the same way. It's definitely not super action packed. Um, but there's some like interesting moments in it. The main character seems like a psychotic person. <laughs> yeah. So also, um, yeah. And it's based <laughs> like, on true events. We, yeah, we knew he was going to be raggedy. Um, uh, but I feel like there's like eight different stories to the story, which kind of makes it hard to figure out like what is true and what is not true. And I don't think we'll ever get an answer to it. I don't think so either, because like you got his perspective, which I read a letter from this dude who like talked about like what he did and didn't like about the movie. And apparently he got cheated out of some of the rights to the story because they like used his life story and they said they were going to pay him way more than I think they ended up paying him, which I was like, well, that's bullshit. They shouldn't do him like that. But then also he was like a complete creep. So <laughs> from what Brittany researched. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'll just say that I still love you, Al Pacino, our petite king. I have petite king. <laughs> so that conversation should be interesting. Yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> so Brittany can tell us all the fucked up things. Yeah, I'm going to finish watching what I was watching for research, and I will report back to you guys. (laughs) I'm almost terrified, actually. (sighs) Me too, a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so I guess the good people can find us um, on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club. Um, You can also find us on blackgirlfilmclub.com and at gmail uh, as blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com or at at gmail. Our email address is blackgirlfilmclub.com. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, you can also listen to us on Spotify and on iTunes. Please drop that cute little five-star review if you like what you heard. If you didn't like what you heard, I mean, run up. And get done up, bitch. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or just accost like, us with like t- pretty privileged tweets or whatever. That should be a good time. I mean, I too would like to benefit from pretty privilege. Every time you say I too, it makes you have that picture of Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> her hands up. Like, I too. Have, I have my hand on my chest, so I'm glad. Have suffered from racism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry to sidetrack you. Um, um, drop us an email where you can threaten to fight us or whatever. Uh, or tell us you love us. We haven't emails. We haven't gotten one single email. I mean, we'll read it and we we will like cherish it. We'll know, print it you, out. If you if you drop us an email, we'll read it on the show. Is yeah. that incentive? I don't know. I mean, I can't read like I read like Lisa Ray. So would that help? I fucking hate Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> then I will tr- attempt to read. This. <laughs> so if you oh want me to God. read it like Lisa Ray, then I will. Just send us that email. Man, stop her, y'all. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Somebody's going to beat my ass one day. And I, like, will understand completely. 
There's gonna be like a Lisa Ray stand. Oh I know no! Oh, beat somebody auntie ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they all white. Fuck them. Okay, edit that out. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Okay. <laughs> and this is in another episode of Black Girl. <laughs> we made it. Oh my god. Thank you guys for listening. If you made it to that like this far, we appreciate it. Thank you so much guys. We love you. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>